Yo, in Mark Marin, what the fuck flavor? What's happening, stackazoids? What's happening, stackers? What's happening, stacknastics? What's happening, all you fans and listeners, stacks? Very good to be back again. My name is Jai, and you are listening to Stacks. Let me tell you, we are slowly getting bigger, badder, and better at this stacks thing. Now, uh, this week, uh, once again, we had really good feedback from me, mate Pete Ranzullo. Uh, the last time he appeared, everyone was really interested in what he had to say. This guy is a uh, writer, director, he's a, uh, a, a music producer, and uh, just an all-round go-getter kind of guy. And uh, we went off and done another gig. We often uh, get together, and the only chance we really get to see each other these days is uh, when we pull a show together and we head off and just play. We don't practice. We just... Uh, get together and make the music happen and um, one day hopefully I'll get to run into you guys out there while we're performing. This time it was down at the uh, down towards uh, Coburn, the south of Perth and a uh, beautiful uh, yacht club down there and overlooking the beautiful uh, Coburn Bay with all the, uh, the uh, oil refineries down there. So yeah, magnificent. So what's been happening this week? We're also going to hear from uh, Bell Harvey. Bell Harvey is a, uh, a country folk artist that we uh, we may have heard of in the past, um, doing some great things, um, playing around the country, uh, just toured, I think it was the country and possibly overseas with uh, a little band called Ruby Boots, so uh, doing some nice stuff. We might hear one of Bell's songs and listen to her talk about some of her favourite guitars. And uh, yeah, so this is probably what, Stax 19? So uh, sit back, enjoy, have a bit of a listen. So once again, we're uh, back now. Just want to talk about some stuff. Now, look, I don't know if anyone out there are parents... It's uh, a pretty awesome thing to bring up a kid now. But stuff's going to happen that makes you scratch your head. Uh, I've got a little daughter, Kiki. She's uh, 11 months old. Having a bath the other night and uh, turned my back for two minutes and then I noticed the sponge that I was bathing her with had the corner piece ripped out. Now, we're not talking a little one. It looks like I've taken a bite out of it. Nowhere to be seen. The uh, piece of sponge. So it would probably be about four centimetres by two centimetres by two centimetres. Taken out of the corner of the sponge, gone. Can't find it. So I guess it's now, let's watch the back end and see if, uh, I just hope the sponge doesn't clog up the works, if you know what I'm saying. That might be a bit rough. But uh, fatherhood is the best thing I've ever done. Now, what's the latest update on what's happening with uh, Stacks? podcast and its new studio that's being built the construction begins this friday so i'm not sure when you're listening but it begins on friday the 14th of july 2017 the new studio and we're going to call it the rock garage once again it'll be the home of stacks podcast there'll be a bar There'll be chairs, there'll be a specific podcasting studio, and we're even going to go live on video as well. It'll be streamed as well as uh, recorded. So you can check out who we've got coming on uh, the podcast. Now, just a bit of a call out too, if there's anyone that has an interesting story to tell us, reach out. 
on the podcast or reach out on uh, Facebook, Stacks Podcast. And uh, if you can't find it, go to uh, go to the Stacks Podcast SoundCloud site, or you'll see Jai Deeg, J I D E G. That's me. Find Jai Deeg, and you can go to the Stacks Podcast site, or even if you just Google Jai Deeg. What, well, what you do is you go into iTunes, go into the search, and put Jai Deeg, J I. D-double-E-G. Jai and then Deeg. D-double-E-G. And up will come Stacks. And then you can subscribe. That's what we need you to do. Subscribe. Start sharing. Tell your friends about it. If you've got mates that you think need to be on it. We want comedians. We want musos. We want people who can just tell a good story. After all, that's what it's about. Keeping your company while you're doing your driving. Or shagging. If you're shagging and listening to Stacks, we're pretty proud. Okay, so... uh, I'm going to leave you now with Pete Ranzula and myself as we travel down south from uh, Pete's place. This is Stacks Podcast. Subscribe. G'day, welcome again to a, uh, <clears throat> a very uh, unexpected uh, show today here at Stacks Podcast. Once again, Pete and I are off to a gig, and uh, I haven't had a chance to podcast lately. I've got to apologise. I'm in the middle of building the new studios, which will be a dedicated podcasting studio. We're talking bar, Pete. Bar? Oh, nice sunnies, mate. Yeah, about eh? Yeah, they look pretty good. <laughs> And uh, I just noticed uh, Pete Sonny's used to have a beautiful pair, almost identical. Almost identical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and um, so we had a, yeah, we're setting up the the new studios. They should be uh, built in about three months' time. Stacks will be coming to you a lot more frequent. Uh, We're going to have, I've got guests lined up for when the studios are built. There'll be a bar, there'll be a screen, and it'll also be a vodcast, Pete. We're going to be able to... Oh, look out. Yeah, we're going to actually film it so it can be uh, uploaded to YouTube with references to what we're talking about. Is that wise, though? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. You've got soft focus on your cameras, though. Soft focus. Or Vaseline. Vaseline on the lens. (laughs) So (laughs) so plenty to talk about. Now, one thing I do want to talk about is, uh, Pete, you've moved in, you've got a bit serious with the films. Lately. I have, yeah, I have. So I guess what we want to talk about today is, um, one, a bit of that. And yep. of course, our standard uh, usual shit that we <laughs> yeah. we seem to crap on with. But mate, what's the project you're working on at the moment? You're actually doing a full-length feature film? Absolutely. Is that right? That's right, exactly. How, how long do you think it's going to go for? Uh, it's going to be at least at least an hour, an hour and ten. Uh, I've already right, because I've worked out one of the scenes we're going to do in this thing. Um, will be uh, a non-stop scene where there's no cuts at all. That'll go for 15 minutes about this... Um, Definitely well, not a sex scene then, Pete. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the foreplay. I mean, that, <laughs> well, more, more begging than anything. But yeah, but, but so basically it's a scene where this guy's walking to his gig. So he starts off at his house, he walks through, he meets a few people on the way, and he gets to the gig and sets up. So that whole scene there, just the... I guess I'm trying to capture the, the feeling of what it is to get to a gig, not the actual gig itself. Uh, in that scene in particular. But so, yeah. So hang on, so 
it's getting to a gig. And get, what, get, is get, he late? Nope, not at all. No. I was going to say, because we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. We're late now. <laughs> We're always late, it's true. Yeah. So, well, yeah, the, the concept... you, so, yeah, tell me how you're going to shoot this scene. Tell well, but basically, the, the whole idea behind this, um, it'll be obviously a, a, it'll be a walking scene. So, I guess similar to, I don't know if, you, if you've seen, um, like, like Pulp Fiction, like when Bruce Willis is walking back to his house to get his to get his uh, watch back. That whole scene to get there is a, a non-stop cut, a no, no cut scene where it's just the camera walking oh, through, yeah, 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 through it. the fence and everything. Sort of like that, but along the way, the guy, the, the main character of my film is going to be meeting people along the way and, and talking to them. And, and so when you say that too, like no, no other cuts in no the edits, scenery, no nothing. Like no edits, it's basically no. one shot following him to the whole gig. Fifteen so, minutes. How many of these do you think you'll take? That, that, I'm hoping to do it in only a, a couple, but it depends on <laughs> logistics. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But yeah, well, so that'll be an interesting one to go. I wanted to challenge myself with that one, and it probably will be a challenge. But I hope if it works out, it will be wicked. It'll be really cool. The idea behind the whole story, the whole the whole um, where it even came about, I saw a random post on this um, Perth Film Network page. I'm a member of um, advertising this song this uh, film competition, a short film competition. And I got myself recently a DSLR camera. Um, so I thought, oh, that would be cool to just muck around with some ideas. It's only a 60-second short film competition. You had to, a 60-second? That's all it was, yeah. You had to basically... Um, well, we could have filmed one of my sex scenes. <laughs> yes, right. We would, have, we would have had 28 seconds with, with just credits. Would have needed lots of Vaseline for that one. 28 <laughs> seconds. Now, if anyone's a long-time listener to any of my stuff, you'll notice that whenever I refer to anything sexually, it always comes down to 32 seconds <laughs> yeah. now there's not many people know this but no, I'm, gonna no. I'm gonna intervene with a, go quick, on, go with on. a quick story yeah, no, please do, please do. this goes all the way back Pete to when I was at school right okay now we were playing away uh, we were playing I was part of the school soccer team what year what sort of age oh, I would have been 16 okay, okay. so I think it was under 16 yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. roughly year, <laughs> year 10 or 11 soccer squad right for the Commonwealth Bank Cup yep we've all gone away to a place called Inverell to play in this Inverell side. Yep, okay. In the state comp. Yep. We always had a strong school for for soccer. Uh-huh. Um, Gareth, my brother, played really good level, level yeah, yep. football. We got uh, John Russell, Jeff Callanan. We had uh, other players that also played Australian schoolboys. Nice. Australian international players. Uh, we had some really good quality players. A lot of people have played. So we've always had a strong school, so we always did very well, which meant that we get to do these longer trips because we made all the regional, won all the regional nice. stuff and kept going further out. Nice. But we were playing in Varel, which was, you know, five hours or something up in the country uh-huh. from New South Wales. Well, on the way back, <laughs> the boys were a bit restless. And we just remember, you're, you're with a bunch of 16 of course, of course, yeah. boys that are uh, full of testosterone. <laughs> yeah. So we decided to have a wanking competition <laughs> on the school bus on the way back. You know what school's like? All the boys sit up the back. The two teachers down the front, they don't know what's going on. They had nodded off. This was returning at about 7 o'clock. And uh, my mate Jeff decided, decided to initiate this competition. Uh, I won. 32 seconds. Uh, but did you have a head start? No, <laughs> nah, but I didn't have- I didn't much read by the time I'd finished. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. No, I didn't have a head start. Oh, Jesus. That, that, that includes that, the, the work up and everything. That includes... No, because it was like, all right, boys, ready? Oh, and I see, I see. Go. So you got to stretch the hammy, so to speak, beforehand. Didn't then... even have to stretch my hammy. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, on a bus seat. <laughs> legs straight. Push, push, 
crunching your ass cheeks together, <laughs> getting as much height off the bus seat as you could. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, uh, just on the topic of wanking, yeah. I don't know if anyone's actually tried wanking while sitting in a chair. Very fucking hard. Right. Unless you've got a dong that's three feet long. <laughs> So, uh, what a way to open up the podcast. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honesty is the best policy. Honesty is the best policy. <laughs> so, so, yeah, there we were. Uh, 32 seconds. So, anytime I mention, it's they're like little cookies. Whenever I yeah. talk about anything sex- sexually, yep. you'll often hear me refer to this 32 second thing. <laughs> and I have had a couple of people go, What's with the 32 seconds? <laughs> now you know. Now you know. That's not bad. Now you know. So, anyway. Was that your first award as a kid? Uh, it, was, it was the only thing I ever won. But here's the thing, I come first. Yeah. I, come, I come first and third. Oh, beauty. That's good, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, no, I, I suppose not, not to harp on with this, but how did you how did you find the momentum, the no, no, inspiration to reach that goal in 30 seconds? Was your mind elsewhere, or are you just thinking, I've got to win, I've got to win, I've got to win? Got to well, win. I think we're going around a corner, and my, my goal is my motto. If the if the bus is banking, it's time for wanking. It's <laughs> banking. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, so. Beauty, I like it, that's good. But now that I'm a, uh, a 44-year-old male, I don't, I don't do that kind of thing anymore. I reckon that'd be a pretty hard record to beat <laughs> at 42. I don't think I've ever beat 32 seconds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's hilarious. But uh, safe to say, yeah, it was. Uh, I think the record was still up. And then uh, that 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 sort of went on to then. Uh, we also we had sort of a bit of a testosterone Olympics because I think after that the boys were sort of you know a bit primed up. So we we got on to who can lift their shoe with their boner. What, in the sole? Yeah, like right. lift up the, okay. yeah, yeah. So we're putting weights in the shoe. Oh, putting weights in the shoe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, last thing I want to get caught is there. With the, just going past a bunch of uh, window washers there. Pete. There you go. And yeah. that's not a euphemism. <laughs> uh, just a couple quite, of window washers quite literally. there. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Could have been your handy back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I would have been training. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, back to your film. No, 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 okay. um, we can't leave this subject yet. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry. Who came second? Uh, both, oh, both, way, both well, ways. I'm going to guess here. Yep. But he's a good mate. He's a good mate. Yep. He, this guy used to crack me up at school. He was really funny. Right, right, right. He was. He was one of the guys at school. You know, you get that guy in your class that always just always talks about sex. Right. And I think. Well, well, I think like, it might like, have been him. Like Jay in between this style, or just about it in general, not about himself. Oh, I assume himself as well. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. He's okay. a funny bugger. I didn't get his humour when I was at school. Okay. But as, as I've grown up and I look back, I actually think he's the funniest bastard right, I've, ever, okay, I've yeah. ever known. <laughs> and uh, a big shout-out to Michael Rominski, if you're uh, if you're listening. Um, yeah, didn't really get it at school, but now yeah. I look back and I'm oh, hilarious. And he's, <laughs> he's kind of sort of... I base a little bit of the buffhead character on him as well. Oh, really? Not so much the, the, the character that presents himself, yeah. but just when I write those sort of songs, it's kind of... Based on his it's style. in the vein of, yeah. Really? Okay. Is he in the comedy scene at all or not? Oh, not really. No? Uh, no, he's... Uh, no, no, he's just a bloke. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, just a bloke. But uh, I actually caught up with him when I was playing with Pop Standard going through New South Wales. Oh, and, nice. Uh, Mike actually was one of the guys that turned up to, to watch us play. So oh, wow. Did you know you were playing? Or? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. he just read it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He, he came in to say good day. And it was, look, I, 
I must admit, I was really, really stoked to see him. Yeah, you know that's I mean? cool. So, that's really cool. Yeah, like, but I, but I think he might have, he might have come second. <laughs> that, uh, what was the distance of, in time between those two? Oh, look, as I said, I'm a bit foggy, mate. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about you, but uh, I'm not, I don't know if you're the type of bloke, Pete, that does his nuts and then starts taking statistics. <laughs> I, I don't know. Are you are you that kind of guy? Well, the thing is, the competition was who, you know, who's going to win. So it might have been truly there were runner-ups, <laughs> or was this was this an all-round winner and that was it? There, mate, there, there was mate. no one no one taking time. Who first off? How did you know it was thirty-two seconds? Who had the stopwatch? Well, we had the stop. Uh, I think Adam James. Now was he was he, was he part of it too? Or was, it, or was he the sort of what? Just the well, Adam's a pretty talented guy. I've got no doubts. He was he was maybe right-handed and wearing the wristwatch on the left hand. Right. I mean that's. That's forward thinking. That's, imp- that's impressive. That's, that's impressive. pretty impressive, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I like it. Yeah, so... That's impressive. Uh, impressive. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so anyway, back to your... Oh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the segues nicely. So, uh, it does segue nicely <laughs> yeah, into, right. into a project that... <laughs> that's right. So basically, yeah, this um, this 60 second um, the, the film, film competition was basically you had to uh, convey what live music meant to you. That, that was the theme. And... Um, and I thought, well, I've, I've got an artist that's, that was coming in that afternoon. I, I thought I'd put it to him. Well, let's try and shoot something that might be a cool idea, just to um, try and shoot some footage and get this thing as a possibility to enter and you know see what happens. It's Australia-wide, so we were able to enter. It was, it was based in St Kilda, but anyone, anyone can enter. So we put this thing together, and um, I came up, with this, came up with this concept, which is what that, 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 that uh, scene I was talking about, that 15-minute scene where he's walking to the gig. So for me, I was trying to get across this story that um, the anticipation of this gig, the anticipation of going to play live and getting ready, sitting in the room by yourself, tuning up, and, and that 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 feeling is what I wanted to get across. That from the artist's point of view, what it's like to be in the live music scene. Um, so I took a few shots with my DSLR, and like at night time, and you know it, it looked kind of cool, sort of campfire lighting sort of look. Um, walked him down the street, sort of half the um, the, the concept of that 15 minute shot we're going to do in the movie, in the full movie. Um, and then got him to the venue, and we asked the venue, look, can we just get on stage and just try a couple of shots of this, you know, nothing nothing serious, no no sound, just taking shots. So we got in the, into the pub about 10 minutes before they were closing. So we got in there, turned the lights on, got him on stage and played a few shots, uh, got him a few shots in there. As we were leaving, the, the owner came out and was sort of looking a bit annoyed because one of the um, waitresses had said, yeah, we can use it, but he didn't know we were there. So it was a bit, a bit of a kerfuffle at the end. Nothing serious, but he was like, well, what are you doing here? You know, this is, this is we're closed. So we thought, oh, I should have go. And anyway, we ended up putting it together. I put this um, piece of music to get music to it. Had a bit of a voiceover to it, talking about it, what it's like to get ready for the show. Not the, you know, the show doesn't start when the lights come up. It, it starts when you're in an empty, empty room, getting ready. Blah blah. Anyway, we entered this thing, and I thought I have nothing of it. And then we actually got notified about a month later that we were in the shortlist for the the finals, and that's that means we were in the top seven in Australia to be used for the the finals of this thing. And I was amazed. I thought, what the hell? I, I'm not a filmmaker. I'm, I'm, I'm legally blind, so I can't see what I'm actually shooting. So it was like, I, I thought, oh, we could good fund and stomach around with this new DSLR. The fact we got picked up on the, in the top seven was amazing. So I thought, well, what, how far can we push this thing? So then I started looking at the idea of expanding the story into a full fleshed out movie about this guy who's trying to make it in the Perth scene, um, but he's got really severe social anxiety issues. So so you, you're using the same guy? Yep. So yep. the way he come about getting this part... Yeah. 
was purely that he was due to turn up and do some recording. Basically, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then after seeing him on, on in the footage of this this short film and seeing what it looks like on camera, I thought he's got the perfect look for what we what could be a full film. And you know, yeah. And it was great. So it's, it's if strange. anyone's wondering why I've never really appeared on film, is that. Uh, uh, I'm probably one of the few blokes on the planet, so when they do a panoramic shot, <laughs> there's actually not much left either side to, to look at the mountain ranges behind me. Yeah. That's right, you need, you need two Google Ops. I oh, know, they said, Jai, yeah, what we want is like you look walking up the road, <laughs> and uh, you're walking up the road, and we want to see the road behind you and the mountains in the background. <laughs> Problem, they, could, they couldn't see much road behind me. Right. Yeah. That's right, exactly it. Yeah. In fact, from Google Earth, when they look down on you, they, they, they think you're just a red dot, but it's not, it's you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Google Earth sort of thought they were... The, just to fuck Google Earth up. Because, I know. because basically, when I wear a red hat, I look, <laughs> I look just like you are here on Google Earth. That's you know? a big hat. That's a, that's a big hat. <laughs> I love it. Hang on, we've got more. Oh. Window washers. Sorry, yeah, uh, car washers. Win so, window washers. Yeah, window washing. Yeah, back in. bloody so, hell. So yeah, we're seeing it. more window washing guys. Yeah, they're all over the place. They look good on them. Earning, earning an honest uh, illegal dollar. That's, That's why I like driving around a truck. <laughs> they can't climb up there and get on it. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, so it all, all started from that. So um, the, the the concept and the story is all ready to go. Just got to get the filming starting up in about a month or two. A few scenes here and there, but we're going to slowly take it bit by bit and see what happens. Sounds good. Yeah, so have you good. got a name for the project? What's it going to well, be? Well, the movie is going to be called Anticipation. And, and it's going to be about this guy trying to get um, well known in this is local scene, not, not become world famous, just get you know, his music heard out there. Because he's playing dingy, shitty pubs that have got no one watching him. And he wants to break out of that, but he's, he's got a massive social anxiety issue, so he doesn't like big crowds. He doesn't like being in the center of attention. So that, 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 that bit of a, you know, that, that, that strange connection where he wants to be bigger in, in the scene, get his music out there, but he doesn't want to have a massive crowd around him. So he's trying to, the internal struggle is what it's about. Have you ever met anyone that's like that? I have. The, in fact, the, there's the, two the, artists I've dealt with that like that. The, they, 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 they're not, not, not that they want to get big, but I've dealt with them they're coming to record, but they're really introverted and they're really, they're really quite um, uh, scared of, of crowds. And in fact, one of the, one of the, um, I've played with people that have been like that. They've been very introverted, very, very, very socially awkward, and, and uh, I was always wondered what it was like to be like that when you're basically in a, in a not profession, but well, you, you know, put yourself out there. Yeah, yeah, you put yourself out there to be in front of a stage or be in the centre of attention, but you've got this, you know, this this quirk where you don't like getting centre of attention. You know, it's, it's weird. It's just sort of fighting what you want to love doing with with your sort of your, your own restrictions. You know, it's weird. Really good. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll see what happens to that. Should be good fun. And, and of course, that led me to start getting all this extra gear and i tell you what the gear i've got now with, with the, I mean, the dslr was great it's good for the sort of nice little stuff but i've since upgraded to a black magic production camera which is a 4k beast um and it's just amazing the the 12 softs of dynamic range i'm getting into sort of technical wank now but it's just it's basically the video camera you can use and, and it's essentially you can use it for cinema stuff it yeah can, exactly it's amazing how probably. how are you going but with because i mean you your computer's working hard Oh, it, it was. So I, have I, you had to I, upgrade? I, totally, totally. I've had to upgrade the CPU, the RAM, and uh, even the type of drive. I'm using um, RAID drive now, so it's a lot faster. Well, I tried I tried uploading some of this footage from my 4K onto my old system. It was like it was like watching still images every four seconds. It, was, it wasn't even playing it. It couldn't play it. Oh. It, was, it was too big. So, <laughs> so I've upgraded my gear. Three months later, you've done, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Three months 40 later, minutes worth of footage. That's right, exactly, yeah. So it, that, that, that's one thing you, you, I suppose comes with it. You upgrade the camera, you've got to upgrade anything else. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm putting together a DVD <clears throat> full production right at the moment for yeah. 
a lady by the name of Libby Hammer. Have you ever met her? No, I think so. Really good jazz artist. Cool. They've, they've brought back this, called Bringing Back Bacharach. They've, they've, oh, nice. This really good, um, really good jazz yeah. sort of singers that have come in and they do it all Burt Bacharach songs. I didn't realise how many cool songs that fell Oh, he, he, he wrote... Um, do you iconic... know the way to San Jose? Oh, yeah, yeah. Iconic stuff. He's one of those writers, well, I mean, I suppose one of those performers as well. There's written stuff that you wouldn't even know it was him that did it. You hear the song. Exactly. You know, there was, it's amazing. There was five or six that I picked up in this performance. Yeah. That I went, oh, I know this song. I didn't yeah. know he wrote I didn't know There him. you go. There you go. And Dion Warwick was someone who performed a lot of his... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, a lot of his pieces, so... That's right. What a great writer. Oh, amazing. Amazing. And, and for that era, too. He was amazing. I mean, he wrote for... I think he wrote for musicals as well, but he wrote for everything and everyone. He did he, a lot of films. He did a lot of films, yeah, yeah. That's right, exactly. No, it's great. Oh, that's really cool. So is it all... I didn't realise he wrote Raindrops Are Falling Oh, yeah. On yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I iconic stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. He's got that really... And, and, that's and of his... course, uh, what the world needs yeah, 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 yeah. is love, sweet love. Yep, that's him. Yep. Yeah. A massive a massive ballad um, ballad writer. Uh, but even just, yeah, just cool groovy stuff. So are they doing a cappella stuff or full band? No, nah, full band. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's uh, done at the Duke of Ellington, so I've recorded there. So are you basically just taking the, the video footage and syncing it to that audio, or are you recording the audio they're recording I've, on the day? What I've done is, it's the been camera. a bit of a bugger actually, because they recorded slightly different oh. styles. I've taken the desk feed. Yes. And I've taken the live, right. and I've mixed them together. Yeah, 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 good, that's good. So I get a bit of a more live ambient. That's good, that's good. Live ambience as That's good, that's good, excellent. Yeah, and you, like you know yourself, when you get a desk feed in a live audio, it doesn't sound right. <coughs> no. You need to mix them both. No, because the sound of the room, you might have an amp that's turned quite loud, but it's only very quiet in the microphone, so when you record a desk feed, the amp's very quiet, but the room sounded nice and loud, what's going on? So it's good but to But not that. only too, like, after a song there's very much silence like oh this. yes you might hear one person slightly yeah clapping. because it, it's because and the, it just doesn't sound right yeah because the mic facing away from the audience to pick up the claps so and you, you don't hear it canned clapping in because it doesn't suit but you know like you've got this hall sound and there's like i've always thought it'd be funny if you did like a a, a nice jazzy sort of show and then put in some canned laughter between the songs well actually quite they're quite entertaining that they, they are a bit comical yeah cool yeah so was it part uh, of the Winter Arts Festival or just a random I, thing? I think it might have been. That's cool. Yeah, I like it. I think it might have been. That's a great venue. In fact, one of the scenes from a film will be uh, filmed there. Really? So, uh, is, this, is this ideal for it? You know, it, is, it looks it looks us up. You know, it looks the part. Yeah. I like it. Oh, very good. Nice. nice and, sort of... well, what, just getting back to your film, when do you think it may be, when do you think it'll be wrapped up? Wrapped up, probably start of next year. Yeah. So I'm going to spend this next six, seven months just getting the filming done of everything. And, um, and where are we going to be able to access it? Well, hopefully at um, actual uh, cinemas around Perth. I want to try and get a distributor, like uh, Screens West WA. I've got to get, get into some, uh, some, I suppose, talks with them to find out what they need from me or what, how possible it would be. But at the very least, I want to try and get in touch with some shires to get some of the outdoor cinema scenes happening, if we can get it um, broadcast through them. Even have it launched, like, well, premiered, I suppose, uh, through one of the outdoor cinemas in Perth. That'd be amazing. Like that, that's that's next season, so uh, February March. Yeah, cool. Um, that's if it's ready by then. Otherwise, it might be the year after for that part. But I'll during this next six seven months, purely for filming. So we'll see how long it takes to edit it up. So you won't see it online for a while, or? Oh no, for a while, no, no. I might put up like behind the scenes things that we do as we go along. Um, but the actual scenes itself, uh, I've got no idea of timeline how long it will take. I've, like I said, I'm no filmmaker at all. I've done film scores for people, but I've got no idea what the actual process is involved. So. I'm throwing myself in the in the deep end, with, you know, with, with no um with no floaties, <laughs> and I can't I can't swim, I, I, and I don't know if I can swim rather, so that's sort of where I'm at right now. <laughs> Let's see what happens. 
<laughs> like a Japanese pilot in the 40s, Pete. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> I love it. Oh, very good. Well, uh, mate, just let's talk about, because uh, we, we do babble on about industry every time we do get any. Between wanks, anyway, yeah. Between wanking yeah. jokes <laughs> and right. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> mate, um, just what's what's stressing you out in the world at the moment? What what's What's caught your eye and you thought, holy shit, can't believe this is happening? Anything, anything at mm. all lately? Good question. It's tough. It, it, it's hard to um. It's hard to pinpoint anything in particular. In general, it just just in life in general. Yeah, just. Like, oh, geez, all right. Anything that's made you sort of prick your ears up and think to yourself, <laughs> yeah, or you've got an opinion on, you know, like. Well, I don't. Not a lot, not a lot of stuff at all. I mean, apart from the obvious that's been going on around the world, but I think that's just the. I've often wondered though. I mean, wanking. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a massive a global epidemic. You know? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> speaking of the global epidemics, <laughs> um, you had a massive. You, your house and surrounding areas yep. was hit by a, a huge storm. Oh, look, um, we're still recovering, and it's not, it's not even. It's still too early to even joke about it personally. Yeah, sorry. But, uh, are you still a bit sensitive? Well, no, it's not, not sensitive, but you know, because I mean, you did have property damage. I noticed. The, I did. Yeah. The water that had. Well, just, yeah. And, and the, and the, get... the torrential river that ran through your place basically if anyone is not not sure isn't from perth i mean you probably heard about it by now surely anywhere in the world we've got are. we have got some of the best weathermen oh yeah and predictors on the on the planet yeah totally i mean last week they said there's gonna be this massive you know uh the storm in 2017 and and you know what they didn't they didn't they didn't disappoint they delivered because it was last week monday on day one of this particular storm yep i mean yeah there, there were a few clouds in the sky yeah, and yeah. Um, I mean, not rain, not rain clouds or and no wind, but, like Columbus but, but still, yeah, 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 Columbus clouds, exactly right, yeah. But I mean, you still you, you get the essence of that. That could be a bad storm if it got really bad. You know, if, if the clouds. Well, yeah, I was I was expecting. You know how sometimes. Well, everything. Have you noticed everything as we're getting more modern? Yep. Is getting smaller. Yeah, yeah. So I thought the clouds were sticking by the same thing. Like they had all this. Well, that's it. All this evil packed into that little yeah, cloud. That's right. Exactly that was it. just going to unleash. Yeah, totally. Hell, exactly it. Yeah. Hell. yeah. And, and, and it teased us a bit. Same place. Them hamburgers come from. Yeah. Well, what? Which ones? The the hamburgers from hell. Where? Where are they from? Oh yeah, the same place. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Well, yeah, look, I would have loved hamburgers from hell on that Monday. Oh, I mean, that, that would have been a relief. Yeah. But I mean, like, I've got I've got I've got like, two young kids. Yep. And there's a storm coming. They got so you were a little freaked out? Oh, I was totally freaked out. Well, that, you freaked you out. saw that cloud, was it heading straight to your house? Well, it was, it was sort of, it took about maybe three or four hours just sort of floating above the sky. It was it was white, it wasn't actually rain cloud, and the rest of the sky was blue. But you but you, the, you just never know, do you? Well, you don't, you don't. Especially with these predictions by no, the weatherman. Exactly it, yeah. exactly it. And I mean, and you look at your phone, you say, oh, what's predicted? Oh, Jesus, there, there is some rain coming. I mean, it doesn't say till Thursday, but... I mean, look at today. Well, today's a bit... Look, I, I, I can't even count the amount of clouds in the sky right now. They, I know. They're huge. It's terrible. What, it a, hor is. what a horrible day on the, on the Perth and, and, scale uh, of days. Exactly. Like. Yeah. And imagine the boats out in the water. I get a good view too. It's scary. It, you know, it's, it's not a it's not a great place to be right now. But essentially, you know, cut a long story short, we had a massive uh, flooding area in our house. Yep. Um, I reckon maybe at least three or four uh, shoes got wet. I mean, it's it's not good. What? But, what? Well, that's about outside near near this uh, part. Oh. Yeah, well, near, near, oh. near this dip in our, in our. Do you think you'll ever be able to use them shoes again? Well, if they dry out, yeah. I mean, if we get a break in the weather, but they'll dry out. That's good. Yep. But we've got a lemon tree at the front, and yep. we had this lemon tree for years. It took us years to grow it. Yep. A few leaves on the ground right now at the moment. Now those leaves oh, can't get. I mean, you can, yeah, you can, they, they can regrow, but the leaves on the ground, they would have probably been quite that's, useful on the tree. They would have been, and that's that's just uncalled. That, well, that's it. It's that not, is nature. That is nature. Almost and it's ruthless. nature. No, it's ruthless. ruthless nature. <laughs> committing yeah. 
mindless vandalism. It is. If nature had a mind, it'd still do that and think, no, nah, fuck yes, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to put these leaves on the ground. It's like, leaves on the tree don't yeah. need to be there. Exactly it. Rather be on the ground. It took, it took me at least three or four minutes to get all the leaves up. Yep. Um, didn't even, I mean, like, just my Does hand. nature care about, like, the amount of time you've got in a day? Well, obviously not. To be cleaning up all these leaves willy-nilly? Obviously not. Exactly it. Oh, I wish there was a willy-nilly. I mean, that, that, that's the thing. That's great. If I had the spare time to have Winnie, would be yep. awesome. No, yep. doesn't work. So anyway, yeah. So hang on. So you've we're had flooding. We were flooding. We've had some. Uh, we've had some like debris. Cyclone force winds. Essentially, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, uh, but one of the probably the most the um the most disturbing part of this, when I actually uh, opened the, the curtains in the morning, there was uh, after a night of horrendous rain. There were there were some drops still on the on the window, and it wasn't raining anymore. So that shows you how much force there was in this rain. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't even raining and there was drops on the, on the window. Come from somewhere. Well, it, from the sky, I'm assuming. Yep. That's how, that's how cunning it is. So I'll, it probably fell like in Alaska. Yeah. And due to the winds. Well, that's it, yeah. Carried the, yep. you know, the violent H2O. Exactly it. Plowed it into your window. Totally, yeah. And decided... Bugger it, I'm just staying here. And I can't prove it, but I think the windows are a bit thinner. I, I, I think I think some some layers have been shed off. I, I can't prove it, but pure wind erosion. Well, I think wind erosion. Well, wind and, and just general hate. Hate erosion. <laughs> so yeah, that's the worst kind. Yeah, that's the worst exactly. You know, that's what's that's why the pinnacles are looking fucked. I know. Yeah. People are getting up there and they go, I can't, I can't believe I've driven three hours for these fucking things. I hate them. <laughs> and then they erode more. <laughs> exactly. Oh. oh Jesus Christ! So what, yeah, what a world we live in. Well, that's it. I mean, that, that, that's, that, that's also that's Perth. I mean, you can't you can't predict the weather. Um, I mean, you can, and it's always accurate, but you can't predict the, what it's going to do to your house. So yeah, no. So we're, we're surviving. All you can do is survive in this situation. You are surviving. Yeah, exactly. Mate, um, I'm not sure. Did you see? I, I posted on Facebook recently. Yeah. A picture. Right. Now I'm just going to bring this picture up. Yep. So we can see uh, what I'm talking about, essentially. Okay, cool. Now, if you can... If you can have a look at this picture. Okay. And just tell me what you're seeing. Okay. Now, I'm a bit concerned. Um, Did you get that checked? No, no, I didn't. Yeah, because... Is it supposed to be a boy? Huh? Oh, this picture. Sorry, no, no, I was in your wrong, wrong uh, area. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> the um, <laughs> I mean, oh, that's a... Canada. Canada, yeah. Now look, th look th at this. Now, if you're moving to Canada, okay. What's to say? If you're moving to Canada, starting a new life in Canada. Starting a new life Not in even, Canada. You could already be there, but you're starting a new life. Yeah, right. So, you know, it's, it's, you contact. Might, contact um, ISIS. <laughs> well, the kid looks happy. The kid looks happy. And the, so and the mum's wearing glasses. So If you're starting a new life look, in Canada, contact ISIS. Yes, exactly it. Now, that, again, like I said, you don't have to be outside of Canada to move to, to go there to start a new life. If you're already in Canada and get a bit fed up with your own life, just start a new one. Contact ISIS. They've got some ideas. I suppose ISIS, a few games, they like, could set you on a new life path, couldn't they? Well, look, they've got, they've got you know, they, I suppose their worldview is different to a lot of people's. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, especially when you consider that either in Canada at the moment. Now that, that's a lot of it. The weird thing with Canada is you got a bit of a, um, bit of a mixture of just general English speakers and actual French speakers. You know, uh, speaking of Canada. Yeah. Do you know how that that come about? What? Well, the name Canada. I oh, know how. 
well, there was a few guys sitting around and they were trying to figure out a name to call their country because they didn't obviously want to be America. No. They didn't want to be like United, North United North States. America. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Like yep. You know, or another United State of America. Yeah, yeah. They didn't want to be that either. Fair enough. So they were sitting around and they basically decided to play a game of Scrabble. Okay. And they, they were going to try and come up with a name using Scrabble as the medium. That's a good idea. Fantastic idea, Pete. Yep, yep. Using Scrabble as the medium. Takes the pressure off. To help them, you know. Yeah, come up with this, this word. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, anyways, but this guy had a, a C, N, and D. C, N, D, okay. And uh, and then they said, look, we're, 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 we can't be bothered playing this game anymore. Yeah. You need to come up with something now, something quick. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, I've only got a C, eh? And an N, eh? <laughs> and a D, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So just say how unbelievable. So there you go. If any kids are listening and you want to teach your teachers something new, but how impatient are those friends? All right, let's play a game of Scrabble. All right, C and D. Oh, I'm done with this. Make up something now. Yeah. Where's the patience? If you want to start a country or give the country a name, and you're so desperate not to call it America, oh, we're gonna call it something else. Okay. We had Moose to Hunt. Moose to Hunt. That's a great name for a, for a country. Yeah. I'm moving to Moose to Hunt. Musterhunt. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds almost German. Musterhunt. <laughs> but the, the interesting thing about moose is that the, the plural of moose... Is moose. Is moose. Yeah. The plural of duck is ducks, obviously. The plural of, of mongoose... No, the, the, plural, mongoose. the plural of mongoose... Is, is... Is mongooses, not mongoose. It's mongooses. Yep, it's weird, isn't it? Or just for short, mongs. <laughs> mongs <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's it, mongooses Isn't that weird? Because the, the plural for goose is geese But the plural for mongoose is mongooses I don't know Where that, Again, maybe in Canada they came up with that I've got no idea If Canada is so, um, is so against being called a certain name They've got to make their own up with, with Scrabble Well, that's like that Australian tennis player Which one? Well, remember that Mark uh, Philippousis Yeah, yeah Well, originally it was just Mark Philip. Yeah. Then he took a shit, and then he had a sibling that was a female. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so the start is Mark Phillip, and then yeah. become Mark Philippou. <laughs> then he realised he had a sister, and he just be, be his name adapted to Mark Philippou sis. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's how, how things come about. Pete. I know exactly. It. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So, uh, mate, you've been busy doing movies. Yep. You've been busy talking shit. What about? Yep. Let's, because it just seems to be the common thing. Yeah. Gig-wise, what's happening? Oh what well, you... I've been doing a few gigs here and there. I've got a. Uh, regular... That's unusual. Unusual. I know, being yeah. the busiest bloke <laughs> in, right. in Western Australia. <laughs> in fact, I've um, I've just I was at a gig last night. It wasn't mine, but I went there because it was a launch, a launch for one of the um, bands that I recorded recently. At the uh, oh, uh, amplifier bar, Icarus lives. Icarus lives. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. playing there, um, and it was the first time I got to see them live. About three or four times they'd been doing gigs while I've been recording, um, but every time I was either doing my own gig or I was sick, so I'd never got to see them live. So I've... I should have come with you, Pete. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's it. Well, they're, they're planning to get somewhere else um, sometime soon, but they're. Um, then you won't be going. Pro- oh, if I'm sick or I've got a gig, I won't be. But if I'm not, who knows? You know, it's a roll of the dice. It's, it's a it's a flick of the scrabble board. Well, Cameron, young Cameron plays in that band. He does, yes, and he played. Of course, he's your sound guy every now and then up at the. Uh, well, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> poor guy. I palm that job off to those two. All oh, right, and then they. Who, aren't they? there? They're not there anymore. Who's? Oh, Uncle Cam. 
No, the guy, they're, they're doing it in-house now. Oh, I see. Okay. DJ, never done sound before, is running the sound at uh, 6030. Oh, right. So he's he's doing he's doing good. Yeah, yeah, he's, that's uh, cool. For someone who's got no idea to be dropped into that position. That's pretty cool. And to do as well as he's doing, I applaud that, that, That's quite daunting, actually. Yeah, it is. It's... So what was the deal then? They, they, they just made this cutbacks or because they... No, 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 just, it was just easier. Like, it was hard because sometimes if those boys didn't turn up... Yep. Who was there? No one. Then when, uh, when they didn't turn up a few times and they got by without it, they went, "Oh, do we need to pay?" Oh, I see, I see. These guys, you know, thirty-five bucks DJ's or something. DJ's a resident, resident DJ. There is he. Twenty-five an hour, whatever they're being paid. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. So he works there behind the bar. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. But they uh, they're using the iPad to do all. I the, saw that. Which That's is cool. okay, but give me dials any day. But was that more because it's useful to go on stage and get the levels right? Oh, absolutely. On stage, yeah, yeah. but I suppose actually still a tough venue to mix. Yeah, it's a hard room. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yep. It's a tough venue to mix, but I love what they're doing up there. They're still trying. They're still doing good things, and um, it's, yeah, look, I, I think it's got potential to be the best place in, in the north. Well, that's good. Just, it's not, they're, they're doing everything they can at the 60-30. Sure. It's more, people just aren't getting behind it. Like, okay. but if you, here you go. If you're playing a band, you know, you can't expect to go out and get paid, full stop. When you're doing original stuff, it just doesn't exist, you know. And it's it's just one of the sad realities. But it's like anything. For years, people go out and they might play football of a weekend. They don't play for the Eagles. They don't get paid, but they do it because why? They're with their mates and they're doing an activity that they love. And then so be it. And I've been seeing a few posts lately, Pete. Yep. About uh, people having now to pay to play at venues. Well, see, I've, that's a, that's something I'm, I'm curious about. I, I, of course, the I think a couple of um, uh, festivals, Scorcher Festival, Uber Festival, um, uh, this other one, the Emergenza Festival, or whatever it is, you got to pay to play. And everyone's getting really annoyed at that, but they, they don't they don't bat an eyelid about booking a place and paying three hundred bucks to hire a venue, and then just getting a door charge on there. But so for example, so say for example, you want to go book out the Civic. Straight away, you got to pay them three hundred bucks. Just three hundred now, is it? Oh, uh, two or three hundred bucks, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was two. Yeah. <clears throat> you got to go there, and you got to, you got to, got to pay. And she's, don't, and then there's places like Jimmy's Den. There's like six hundred bucks to, to go there and play. If you want to go, go and play there, the um, Badlands, six hundred bucks to go and play. You, you got to book it and, and actually pay the venue to go there and play. Then you get a door, door charge, and if you make it back, then great. Whereas these places here, the pay to play, um, you, you might have to uh, spend one hundred fifty bucks or so to buy tickets. To go to get, then you go go sell, and and everyone gets really annoyed about that. But no one's really annoyed or, or talks about well the the fact that you have got to pay to go and play at uh, some of the better venues around Perth. Why isn't that an issue? But the, it is an issue for these festivals. It's because they, they see it as them trying to make a quick buck out of the bands. Well, what are the venues doing? Yeah. Same, same thing. It's a similar thing, you know. I I, I, I understand the aggro that they, they, they well, think. Well, you know, the industry has changed. Like, and it gets back to mobile phones. Yeah. Years ago, when we didn't have mobile phones, we didn't know what I didn't know what you were doing Saturday night. No. I didn't know what all my mates were doing Saturday night. No. They were at work all week. You don't really have contact with them. No. If you had to contact with them, you ring them on a landline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you uh, end up like, as I said, ringing them on a landline yep. and then hanging out. Yeah, yeah. But you're, you knew to go to a certain venue and you just all met up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where you stayed for the night and, and Bob's your Bob's your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't have all these people going, oh, tonight I'm doing this, tonight I'm doing that, what yeah. are you doing tonight? And also, everyone is sort of, you've, you've got too much choice. Yeah, yeah. And the choice has, choice has disappeared from localism. Sure. 
So that's the reason these venues are empty. Yep. Is because one, there's too much going on. Yep. Two, the prices of beers are crazy. That, that, that's a big massive thing. Yeah. That's a big massive thing. So to go and have a few beers, some people haven't got. 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, 100 bucks to go out and easily. just have a couple of beers. If you make a night of it, then easily that much, yeah. That's right. Eas easily. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, a lot of the venues where you're going out to, a lot of the bands are. Back in the day, there was a handful of bands and they were all amazing. Yep. Because they didn't get a gig until they were at that level. So that's another factor as well. You're right. You don't all know what the, you're going to get. All these factors are yeah. kicking in. Yep. Where you get guys and that, they'll knock out 10 songs and go, right, we're good enough to go out and play live. Yep. And Or they're going into a venue and they're going, all right, like we need to get two other bands and they'll just advertise. So any yeah. band that wants to do a live gig yep. is just getting on the bill. Yep. Instead of saying, nah, handpicking the bands to make sure that they're, they're good, they're a solid act. Sure, sure. They know what they're doing. Yep. So when people just walk into a bar and if the music's terrible. Yeah. Same with comedy. Yep. They walk into a comedy club and, the, and, and the they haven't been out for ages and all of a sudden they go, oh, I wouldn't mind seeing some comedy. They yeah. go out and that's what they see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to turn around and go, ah, oh, this is shit. Yep. All of a sudden they don't say, oh, that particular comedian wasn't no, no, wasn't what I what I like. They right. just say, oh, comedy comedy's terrible. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. music's shit these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden they just don't, don't go near it. Yeah, you're right. And we lose a lot of people like that as well. So we've got this like, three or four pronged attack yep. on all these things that are just killing the music scene yep. but all the musos are jumping up and down going oh what's going on we can't believe it you know we don't yeah, know why yeah, it's yeah. happening and all yep. that kind of stuff you can go out and promote as hard as you like yeah but or you might drag your friends in yeah you know, that's probably the only way you're really getting bands in yeah there are still a few bands around Perth though that are pulling people just oh, because of course of, how good they are. The, the point is, a few bands. A few bands. Yeah, exactly. Carnival. Yep. The Siren Tower. Yep. Blind Spot. Yep. Gyroscope. All the, um, yeah, that's right. All well-known sort of household names. Yeah, yeah. All fairly well-known names. Yep. Maybe Blind Spot, not so much, but but they're an amazing band. They've got a great following, and they're growing every day. Plus, yep. some of the supports they're doing, people are getting the taste of them, and they're getting to see what they oh, do. Oh, sure, sure. And blah blah blah. Yep. So that's sort of that's what's happening, but. Yeah, it's just it's it's a tough thing. Bands, it is. So what we need to do is just reinvent. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Or we just have to accept it for what it is. And if you have to pay to play, yeah, the bands that are going to pay six hundred dollars, yeah, are a decent band and know they're going to get a following. We'll, well make that's them the point. That's the point. We'll yeah. make their money back. Yep. And hopefully then some. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And I will go watch a venue. Sorry, a band at a good venue. Yep. As opposed to a shit one any day. You're right, exactly right. And because that's why I know the charged. good venues are going to have quality acts. Yes. A perfect example of that yep. is the Duke of Ellington. Yeah. They're very particular as to who they put on, so they get a walking crowd all the time. They do. Because they know that no matter what they're going to see that night, it's going to be of quality. Oh, you're right. That's right, exactly it. And that's what should, that, that's, that needs to happen a lot, is the venue needs to get a reputation for being um, a certain standard of bands that play there. And that, that Ellington is exactly right. You're right, it does. And it doesn't matter. It's not just jazz either. It's everything, everything. Yeah, they do. They don't really do. Well, I've seen them do reggae the other week. So. Well, there you go. There you go. I mean, they won't. They won't do metal, obviously, because it's not their style. But the, the full range of stuff, not just jazz, is done. Is there? I've, I've played there a few times in folk bands or in, um, you know, it, it, just that sort of style where there's just acoustic guitar and, a, and you know, the, the drums. And I've seen bands there that are like you said. There's reggae. I've seen guys that are just doing or even hip hop. I've seen it. It's ridiculous. There's, there's heaps of styles. 
So yeah, you're right. It, 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 venue's going to be a certain standard of, or a certain caliber of artists that's to be in there to make it worth a punter going to want to see it. Because walking crowds is what the problem is. Inviting your friends, yeah, that's great. What well, doesn't really achieve anything for your status as a band. It just means that your friends are coming along. And nine times out of ten, if you're around the age of 20, you're going to get more audience than if you're around the age of 35 or 40. Because all your friends are off doing other stuff, or they've got kids, or that, that sort of stuff. So if you're relying on your friends to get to your gigs, well, good. Well, yeah, you know what, there is that there is that pocket where 30 to say 40, a lot of people have got kids, they're in that position Early where kids and they, yeah, they yeah. can't go out. Yeah. 43, 44, yep, the kids are all and up, yep. the kids are all grown up, yep. they're all back out again. Yeah, yeah, right. And right. I've, I've done gigs where it's a lot of the older crew and that, like, you name, you look at any blues, yeah, yeah, yeah. roots or anything around town, Yep. they're all of about 40 upwards age. Oh, sure. I'd even say 50 upwards. Sure, 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 yeah. But there's a lot of them out watching the you're music. You're right, you're right. Yeah. That's an interesting point. So right now, in this, in this sort of, in my age group anyway, that's the biggest issue, is getting your friends to go and see a show. And they won't be able to go out. And and I'll be honest, I wouldn't go out if I had to. If I had a ridiculously bad day with the kids or a bad night with the kids the night before, I'm I'm screwed. I can't. I have to work. You don't want to go out and do anything. So it's easy to get stuck in the rut of oh, it's, it's too hard to go out tonight. Whereas if you're 20, that's what you do. You go out whenever you can. And, and that's what, and I used to do that. And I used to have bands when I was when I was playing in bands back in the early 2000s. And my friends would come and it'd be, we'd pack the place. And that's why I didn't appreciate it though. But that's why I'm pulling back more so now towards the comedy was you know I could just do shows here and there I know I'll get a crowd because it's not music it's something completely different yeah yeah and I'm not at a comedy club so and then I go to those regional areas where they don't get much entertainment no and all of a sudden you're killing it you're having yeah. a lot of fun <laughs> yep you just got to be willing to go out and do those gigs and I'm more than happy to do it so is it I suppose it's a bit interesting to find out with comedy the bigger the venue the better it is or not oh sure if you fill it like, that's the point. If it, it, let's say you've got 100 people in a big venue or 100 people in a small venue, what's the best one to play to? With comedy, you don't want an empty room. Right, yeah. People feed off each other's laughter. And if someone's beside them cracking up, yep. you want them to be looking beside yeah. them and then it's infectious. Yep, yep, yep. If you separate those people yep. or those groups of people, and people don't laugh if they're segregated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you it's mean. It's a bit of a science. Yeah. If people are uh, in groups and one group's laughing, yeah. If they're sitting beside them, they'll start to laugh. Yeah, but if they're but not, if they're sitting away from them, they look at them and go, "Look at those guys." Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, or they feel they feel self-conscious. A different dynamic. Yeah, yeah. So you want to ham them in there a little bit. Yep. But the thing with comedy too, you want to be comfortable. Of course. You don't want people standing up for a comedy show. No, no, no. Right. I was you want say. them to be sitting down, comfortable, so the sensory senses are not overloaded. And you're relaxed, physically and, relaxed. And you're physically yeah. relaxed, and yeah. you're ready to take on. Yep. And work your brain a little bit. I suppose on that point with being relaxed and that, do you ever try and engage in the audience straight away or do you have to read them first to see if they're up for it? Uh, sometimes, sometimes when I've had a support come on, I see how they're going. Oh, I see. Yeah, And yeah. if the support's just killed it yep. and they've got them rolling, yep. come out 100 yeah, miles Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. You want to pick up where he left yep. off. Yep. If he's killed the crowd and they're not laughing at all, Yep. If you come out 100 mile an hour, you may push them out the door. I see what you mean, yeah. So you need yep. to sort of come out and ease it, out, yeah. know, ease it up a little bit. Yep. And just uh, come in, because then they sort of, they'll, they'll hang around. You don't want to, you basically, with comedy, you don't want to go from one to the other and completely mood swing straight away. Right. Yeah. See, that's where bands and, well, with music and comedy is different. If you have a band on before you that is just useless, you going on as strong as you can is a good thing. 
That's right, because they go, woo, check right. it out. Like this. And vice versa, if you're if you're a pretty mediocre band and the band before you is awesome, you feel a bit sort of intimidated, you know, it's a bit tougher. You but, know what's sad? I went and watched so, uh, 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 I went and watched Silverchair. Yep. Suicidal Tendencies. Yep. And Alice and Chains do a show together. Wow. Where was this? Oh, back in 1990. Okay. Newcastle Workers Club East Coast. All right. Silverchair came out. Yep. They were fairly new at the time? Fairly new at the time. Struggled a little bit. They, they struggled. Sure, a sure, bit. sure, sure. Suicidal Tendencies came out and yep. blew everyone out of the venue. Wow. Then the mood came back down for Alice and Chains because ah. they're, they're kind of sort of stoner rock grunge thing, you know okay. what I mean? They've yeah, probably yeah, got yeah. that. Yep. And for me, I loved it because I was an Alice in Chains fan, but yeah. the mood swung. Would have been better to have Alice in Chains and then, to, to and then Suicide gotcha, Tendency. Gotcha, gotcha, so gotcha. Yep. With music also, it styles make fights. The momentum, you know what I mean? yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's it's, true. You need to have a particular style and then build up to... to and a lot of... Look, a lot of people don't think of that too. Yeah, sure, sure. And this is the problem too, like... Promoting is a very specialised craft to do it well. Yeah. And you look at the big promoters that are still filling venues, like, for example, Sebastian Bach, when he comes back to Perth, yep. he's someone that played in Skid Road 25 years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. And had a couple of hits since. Yeah. He was on the Gilmore Girls. Right, right. That's how people remember him. Oh, that guy off the Gilmore uh, Girls. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he um, packs out venues when he really? comes to Australia. Ah. Yeah, he's not really sort of someone who's in the relevant... And I must admit, he's got a niche crowd. They love the people that like the Cockrock Of course, of course, of course, yeah. But it's promoted very well. And in saying that, not commercially. I haven't seen a lot of stuff about him coming when he, when he was here. On, online, yes, but not on TV or anything like that. Not, not to the general public. No, no. I guess because I guess he knows... Really, maybe they're targeting their market towards... But that's right. Yeah. It's knowing who your audience is, have yeah. the right band on before him. Yep, yep. So people know it's a great night. Gotcha. You would not go sticking a band on that, like, wouldn't suit. Or well, even if they were good, they weren't known. You're someone who's known, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yep. It really helps. But that's what I'm saying. Promotions are very... Yeah. And the good promoters do well. What you have now is you have... Everyone's a promoter. Yeah. But they don't sort of... Sometimes, I mean, you get a few do it. Yep. But there's a lot of people just slapping a show together. Right, right, and right. And that's what I'm getting back to people just walking in thinking, well, look, is this what it is now? Because people aren't educated. Yeah. They don't know that... There is know, an art to it, yeah, There yeah, is yeah. an art to it and all this the, kind of stuff. But not timing. only that, yep. the general public... I don't like saying it, but you've got to treat the general public like they don't know any better. Right, right. So, and then what... That's a not really the right thing to say. I know what you the mean, The general though. public don't get it. I don't mean it like no, that. No, no. But it means that you get... You take the time to prepare and make sure that it's a... That would be a very interesting place to shoot something. It would be, actually. Um... That means that you would get, you know, the right the right product because you're, you're putting the time in to make sure you're giving them... Basically, you've got to give them everything and they don't have to fill the gaps. They, yeah, well, you're, you're using your gaps. skills. Yeah, yeah. And your nouns and your... Yeah. You know, and I suppose one of the hardest things to do as a promoter is promote a show where the bands aren't known or the comedy isn't known. That's right. Because then they, they don't know who you're talking about. You can say, all right, these guys are amazing. They don't, they don't know. But I get a bit of that as Buffhead when I go to Country Town. So yeah. they don't know who I am. Right. But they see the name and they see the posters and... And me like strangling a koala or right, something right, like right. that. Yeah, yeah. And then I have a cat like puts a fresh breath in the boganism. Yeah, right, 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 right. And people go, oh, that just sounds kind of funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yep. if you do it right, yep. curiosity can get the better of people. That's what too. you want to try to have it. Then too. you deliver a good show. Yep. They tell their mates, next time you go back to that town and yep. you have to be consistent. Yep. 
all of a sudden you've got um, things going on. So that's what you want. Is the, the, the yeah the consistency. That's right. And the word of mouth. Once word of mouth starts happening, your job's done for you. Like it, basically, your promotion is done. Because all you need to do is send out a little bit of promotion, and then their friends will see it, or, or people that have registered or they've got on your mailing list. They'll tell their friends because you want to have nothing sells more than your friends saying, "Oh, I got to check this guy out. They're amazing." Instead of an ad saying we're amazing, you know. That's like promoting yourself too. It's hard to say, dude, I'm I'm amazing. Exactly, exactly. Because you yeah. go, oh, really? That's, yep. That's cool, man. That's right. That's right. Exactly. You get, you get an idea. Because then you, you think, well, they're trying to sell you something. It's going to be dark, but on the way out, there's something really cool back there too. Oh yeah. This isn't. I'm in the wrong place. Oh yeah. I think so. Okay. Well, yeah, but that, that's good. I think you're right. Pr promotion definitely has. A certain art to it, and if you do it right, then you'll you'll get their attention at least, and then and, and hopefully spark their curiosity enough to want to come and see you, um, or at least if their friends go, they ask, "Well, oh, what was that like?" And then if you did it well, you get good good feedback because word of mouth will sell anything. Oh, just got to do a Yui team, get back on track to where we're gigging. <laughs> I'm in the wrong spot. That's it. And I'll show you the spot, Pete, that I was talking about. All right, cool. It'd be great to do something film-wise. Nice. You have film clips and stuff. Oh, very good. Um, now, what's the deal with your... You mentioned before about your, um, your, your, your pod, your pad, your pod pad. My uh, pod pad. Yeah. That's actually a good name for it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the Rock Garage, we kind of stripped back a little bit. Yep. Uh, for costing reasons to one studio. Um, I'll be doing sort of some recording, but more along the lines of uh, basically I'm setting it up to serve me more so than other people. Still under Rock Garage or Blue, just Blue It'll Band? It'll be still called, uh, well, still under Blue Band Entertainment. Yep. I will name it the Rock Garage and all the paraphernalia. Yep, yep, yep. You know, I'll pull it all back so all the paraphernalia from the Rack Garage is going in there. Yeah, so cool, cool. It'll have that feel of the old Rock Garage. That's good. Um, basically, what it's going to be is uh, just check this out, Pete, in there. I don't know what it is, but you can see. Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe not. Missed it. All oh, right. Shit. Um, so basically, what it's going to be is a. Uh, I'm going to set it up for a, a purpose-built podcasting. A podcasting um, studio. For your. Um, for the stacks podcast. Stack, gotcha, gotcha. For yeah, what cool. you're listening to now. Yep. What I'll have is is um, a bit of a bar there, so when you come and do a podcast, you yep. can. Have a couple of drinks. Nice. Uh, up. TV screen with obviously uh, stuff on it that we need that, rele that helps with the relevancy of what we're talking about. Nice. A um, few other things like uh, all the mics will be there, all set up, ready to go. Some nice, comfortable chairs, table. Um, I'm going to set up permanent cameras in the place. So that's cool. We just hit go and then a little control room for it all to be uh, put together. That's good. Yeah, but it'll also be full soundproofed, air-conditioned, you name it, Beauty. really comfy. And, um, yeah, basically... So really, really, it's going to be a glorified control room for you to edit your work up and stuff. Yeah, but also yeah, exactly. Do your I'll have my computers yeah. in there, do voiceovers, gotcha. do, do the cast, just do crea just a creative space. That's cool, that's cool. And, and you mentioned vlogging as well, or, or, or vodcast. Vodcast, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's a new term now. Yep. That's so awesome. I don't know if people want to look at my head. I don't know how many people are watching. <laughs> It'll be a bit like the a bit getting back to like the old Scudbone days, you know. So of course, now that that was fun. That was really good. I've actually. watched a few of them again, and they were really good. Right? <laughs> they were. 
Oh, Jesus. Anyone who hasn't seen them, but basically, Jai and I did a, a like a, I suppose, well, how, would you, how would you explain it? It's, it's basically just us talking to camera, but Jai will go out to certain venues and go talk to some people at a comedy venue or just at a, a live venue. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll have a guy on, once we had a guy on, Jason Neptune, in the show to talk about it, interview him and uh, him promote his work. We'll have a couple of music videos played. It was basically just a music show. And me and Jai just mucked around and it was just on the fly. It wasn't ever scripted. It was just like, oh, let's try this. Um, so that was good fun though. It was just a great, great sort of. It's something I'd like to outlet. get back to again at a later date. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Then when, when life doesn't is in the way anymore, it's yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> It'll be something I can see you and I doing when we're a bit older. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, in the nursing home together. <laughs> I don't think I'll make a nursing home, Pete. I don't think I'm going to make it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to have a cardboard cutout and just yeah. cracking bad jokes. <laughs> So this venue we're playing at today, Pete. Yep. Uh, we're playing down at the Woodman Point Boat Club, I think. Nice, nice. So bit of a. Uh, oh, nudist. Okay, cool. Bit of a bit of a weird one because. Um, oh, it's a compound. It's got a yeah, gate, well, a gate I, I and everything. I actually don't know how to get in. So we're here at the gate, <laughs> just stuck, waiting for someone to come out. Is there a, a button you can press or? Oh, uh, this guy here will. There we go. Press a button. Beauty. Well, that's good. So we're going to leave you now. We're going to go off and do this gig. Beauty. Uh, we'll be back for the second half of this podcast as we drive home. That's right. And talk about how it all went. And how then. it all went. How, how those three people were that we played to. <laughs> that's why I brought you down today, too. Like... <laughs> Why's that? To play three people? It was slightly painful last time I was here. Oh, was it really? So I thought I'll get Pete down to this gig. <laughs> right, okay, cool. Uh, it's always fun. Pain, uh, pain's good. So we'll entertain ourselves. Here. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That'll be good. I'll try and beat the thirty-two. We'll see what happens. That's it. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah.
fighting from what millions could be born. So he sat in his big old cubicle with his vassos and jar and paw. Well, he looked at the doctor and scratched his head. He said, oh, I don't understand. What am I supposed to do with this poor vassal and jar in here? reception room, like a wedding reception room with not many guests. That sort of feel. You know, the wooden floors, yep. tables around, nice glass windows. Look, it looked nice, actually. Look, well, beautiful view. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had the whole bay of uh, where Seal Island is and yep. all those places. Very, yep. very nice. Famous for his penguins. There's heaps of stuff. And and, and the, the clientele tonight were good. The, the, the I don't know what you call them, customers? Audience. The audience. They were good. Um, they were getting into it, you know, asking for requests and us not knowing them. Well, we played the same song three or four times, but that, that's because they, were, they weren't there at the time when we played it first three well, times. Yeah, we played the whole five songs that we know. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> As new people walked in, we'd start again. Maybe we should reveal our secrets of playing a three-hour gig without, without rehearsing. Yeah. Basically, everything in the key of G, every, every song. Just key of G, obviously the same progression for the song, but just key of G. And then I can just jam along. Jai's got the harder job because he's actually got to know the words. Or sometimes, you can make it up sometimes, I suppose. That goes on a bit. <laughs> it goes on a bit, that's right, yeah. <laughs> General banter, a bit of a liturgical dance, will that be? There was a bit of uh, interpretive dancing going yeah, on Yeah, well, it, it, how you interpret it, I suppose. <laughs> it needs to be a pretty bloody code breaker to interpret that as. <laughs> <sighs> I'd interpret it as movement without order. <laughs> so there you go. I interpreted it as... Uh... Somebody who, like, I think it was a, you know how you sing cover songs? Yep. I think it was a cover dance. Cover dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a cover dance of uh, Electric Boogaloo. I like it. That's good. Yeah. And we got into an elevator, which was just a platform, no walls. So as you go up, the walls next to you just sort of, you, you can touch them. Yeah. And they slide. It was bizarre. Yeah. yeah. It was weird. That, that was cool. It felt like you were in a, some sort of, I don't know, laundry chute. There's no, there's no coat hangers or coat hanger hooks on the. That's right. Or hat hooks on the walls in that one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You might exactly. lean against it. Next thing you know, you, 
suddenly uh, 18 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. So, Pete, um, mate, just very happy with the mandolin playing tonight. That was fun, that was good. Yeah. Played some nice uh, little licks there. And as usual, one person guessed what it was. But one person said, great ukulele play. Great ukulele like, again. Which is, isn't that, yeah, that's not the worst thing that's happened. I like the guy that said, mate, you play the didgeridoo awesome. Yeah. I was like, man, really? <laughs> How was that guy? He was a, you know what the worst I've heard? Um, Dean, our, um, our, our, my, my basically go-to bass player for every band. If you've been on Facebook at all and you've seen the posts. The not, man, I'm not feeling the love as a bass player anymore. The man, the myth, the mix. The mix. Basically, he, he's got a double bass. And every... He, he gets, oh, is that a cello or, you know, is that, is that a, a big... Yeah, the guy's... Se- I can but, understand that. The guy's, the guy's seven foot six. Yeah, 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 yeah. But... So next to him, it does look like a cello. Is that a trombone? <laughs> oh, we've had someone say, is that a trombone? <laughs> Did you get so, it? <laughs> <laughs> so that was the worst I've heard. So ukulele, <laughs> so ukulele, same sort of size, basically the same strings, four, well, four sets of strings. Yeah, four strings. yeah, I'll give that. But, you know, so ukulele, but... but Trombone? Trombone. Wrong material, wood and, wood and brass. Wrong type of instrument, string to uh, to wind. Um, <laughs> it's a bit, of, a bit of a fetch. So yeah, that, that was the worst I've heard. So you clearly, I'm, I'm not too far, so that, that's cool. But yeah, it, it, mandolin's great. I don't get on it as much these days anymore. A lot of my bands are on electric now or on acoustic guitar, so I miss it. So it's good to get the, the, you know, the mandolin juices out. It's good. Pete? Yep. I just love, I love it when you get your juices out when I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only I on, love that. Only on stage and when I've got an audience in front of me. <laughs> oh, it was good fun. Great fun. Yeah, absolutely it. I just I must admit it's fun playing with you, man. Like a, Same, same. I and, love the fact we never rehearse. Yeah. We do everything in the key of G. Yeah. I did yeah, that. It's right, I yeah. did that with Pete Ashton and he freaked out. Oh really? Halfway <laughs> through the night he's going, dude, let me guess. Key of G. <laughs> I do it for I do one, I do it for fun, but two, no one knows. No one knows. No, you're right. You're right. And we just know where it's going to go. Exactly it. Exactly. It's, it's pretty straightforward. And it's in my voice range. So why not just do it? <laughs> it's true. And you know what? It, the time goes fast because we sort of we embellish a few things in the songs. We add solos where they shouldn't be. So in one set, well, our set tonight was one, an hour and a half each. We had two sets, an hour and a half each for the two sets. Probably did maybe ten songs. <laughs> hour and a half of ten songs. I mean, that, that's a lot of that's a lot of mucking around. But the audience didn't care. You know, they were happy. But in, in saying that, if I was watching it too, I'd enjoy that more. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. They, 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 they're having we're, fun. Dude, we're playing acoustic guitar and yeah. a mandolin. Yeah. It's not like we're going to be able to copy the songs as to no, how they should right. be played. Exactly, yeah. One thing I did find interesting, though, was funny. Is that we ended our, our first set, um, and I was surprised this happened. Um, Jai goes, all right, here's one. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty tame, but it's one of my songs. It's about picking up chicks. There's kids here in the audience. It's about picking up chicks. It's called Loser. And if you heard Loser, there's a pretty full-on connotations in it. Um, but most of it, like you said, probably went over their heads. But it was just such an out of the blue. Oh, we just played um, John Williamson. Now here's Loser about picking up chicks and spooking on their dresses. Beauty. And like, where the fuck that come from? <laughs> but I've got to say, the highlight of the night um, was it called spiced rum. Yes. I've never tried that before. It is the drink. It's the elixir of the heavens. I don't like rum normally. I mean, neither do I. And Bacardi and Coke. Is that, is that oh, rum and Coke? Not bad. Terrible. But spiced rum, actual spiced rum and it's Coke, is like vanilla Coke. Yeah. I, I can see. And you, you said you fooled someone once. Is that right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, he doesn't drink much, and uh, I just said, oh well, do you want some vanilla Coke? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. I said, look, I've only got Coke, but I'll put the vanilla essence in it. <laughs> 
and the vanilla essence was actually some Sailor Jerry's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. And uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. You got pretty smashed. It's great flavour. You don't know it's alcoholic at all. It's got that really nice, it's smooth, it's rounded, it's smooth. There's no harshness to it like most alcohol. You think like oh, you, you can taste it in there. Oh, I couldn't, it, I just everyone! Taste it. I, I think a lot of people are switching on to it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I like I'm it. Starting to realise it. I like it. It's the shit. What's the spice? Do you think? Oh, okay. Uh, it's a, there's eleven herbs and spices in it. <laughs> herbs, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it was a good night. It was good. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It. Yeah, I, I enjoy those sort of gigs. And that's one thing I found in, in the years I've been playing. I can't do that with anyone else. I can't just sort of um, get the call and say, oh, I've got a gig on the weekend, uh, three hours, do to come and do it, and have no no rehearsal at all, and be like, yeah, that's all. <laughs> and just on the night, just think, sort of go with, um, just go with, oh, yeah, we reckon, oh, I don't know, John Fogarty, yeah, right, there we go. And the key G, yep, cool, let's go. <laughs> and into it, you know? And the thing is, though, we, we can catch our stops and everything pretty well because we've known each other for so long. Um, so, but the idea of just getting up, getting getting a call. Imagine someone giving you a call and saying, "Oh, do you want to go do a gig on the weekend?" That's it's, like if we were both shagging our misses beside each other. Right. We'd both stop at the same time because <laughs> we just know how to read each other's rhythm. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Hi, Amy. Thirty-two seconds. Oh, yeah, thirty-two <laughs> seconds. Thirty-two seconds of syncopation. <laughs> yeah. Syncopation. Eh? Twenty-eight years of masturbation. <laughs> Oh, what a night. No, it was fun. It was fun. It was cool. I like it. Now, um, I want to talk about something that's going on in the world, Pete, that Go on. I'm a bit concerned about. All right. A couple of things. Firstly... What is the choose from? Jesus. Uh-huh. Yeah. All these terrorist attacks going yeah, on yeah. in the world. Yep. What, what's your spin on that? What well, is... I was thinking, like, obviously it's, it's, it's disgusting, but, yeah, yeah, of course. but I wonder how much goes on that we don't hear about. Like I mean, in in a Western country like well, what we're in, and of course the UK and yep. US, that stuff goes on. It's like Jesus Christ, it's terrible. Do you what know it, what the what... conspiracy theories are? Oh, here we go. go on. That it's all orchestrated to be able to give the governments more control. But that's every conspiracy theory, though. If there's a tragedy, they say that's that's, that's the go-to conspiracy theory is to get more control. Yeah, but I mean, like, so they can start now having uh, armed soldiers. What like if? If the Australian government now yep. turns around and goes, okay, look, due to terrorism threats yep. continuing now in today's yeah, 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 yeah. society, we're yep. going to start arming police officers who will be patrolling with yep. M16s or whatever they use, yeah, those yeah, yeah, carbine, yeah, yeah. Yeah. those quick guns. They go... <laughs> <laughs> Is well, that the, a good explanation? The, the cops the guns. <laughs> you, can, you, can tell them right, you can tell them right on to me weaponry. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I guess I, I just wonder how much... I mean, if that's in Western countries, what's going on in dictatorships that have ridiculous, like, like, um, like army, uh, not army ruled, but like, you know, military ruled states, or like in Liberia, or what's going on in other countries that we're not hearing about that's probably as bad, if not worse, than what we're hearing about these occasional terrorist attacks. Probably regular things going on in like Africa, in, um, oh, geez, I'm sure the Middle East, of course, North Korea, who knows what's going on, you know? There's probably shit that's going on that's ridiculously bad that we don't hear about, but we hear about a couple of little terrorist attacks, which are awful, but how relevant in, in the context of the whole world are they? Well, I've seen something posted the other day about how many people die of car accidents, yeah. suicide, yeah. disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Millions. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, terrorism. Hardly even a... Uh, you're, you're, yeah, yeah. You're but more... we give it so much attention. Of course, yeah. Well, it, and so much money's been thrown in towards it. 
And I just wonder why. I, I think you I, could put so much money into... Yeah. I actually don't think... I, I, no, I, I do believe this. Yep. There is something going on where... I believe there's heads of government that sit down and they talk about the population as an en masse problem, more so than, you know, we're there for the people. They talk about it like we're a problem that they need to either rectify, resolve, do something with. So you reckon that they, they organise these events to control them or to, to uh, get may, numbers? Maybe, but yeah. I just think that they do actually sit down and they go, I think at times they say, well, there's... Look, it's no hidden secret that there's too many people on the planet. Oh, we're out, we're out of control, population-wise, to be so, sustainable, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Australia, not so much of a problem. No, 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 no. But even still, we've only got so much resources here to be able to sustain a certain number of people. And that's the same as every other country. But there are places where there's just a lot of people control, and a lot yeah. of consuming going on. Sure. And it's really disrupting a lot of things going on in the planet. No denying that. Sure. Very obvious. Mm -hmm. But I just wonder if things are being created... And instead of just saying, look, there's too many people on the planet, we're going to do A, B, and C, yeah. they go about it with countermeasures and counterintelligence sort of things that they do. And Well, that's the thing. Morally, who, if they went out, if, if there was such a thing as them trying to like trim the herd a bit because there's too many, what if they were out in the open, what would the tactic be that would be acceptable to a, to a, a civilised community? Well, that's it. Like, in, like for example, in China, no, there wouldn't be any. China. Like, the, the, like the, the one, the one, uh, the one child policy, which is has pretty much gone to shit because of the the favoritism towards having male kids. Now they've got no women to, to you know to to copulate with. What really? You, yeah. Well, there's, there's a massive surge. There was a massive surge of male babies being preferred over female babies for I guess for family inheritance or yeah, yeah. Because there's other reasons, you know, of course. But as a result, this generation now. Have there's a massive um, disproportion of males to females. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if if so. so what, what do you do to, to get an even um, control? Nature sort of controls it for us. We're about 50, 51 to forty nine percent of. The so sexes. what was happening? Were they sort of finding out if it's a boy or girl early and aborting it? What was going on? Like some serious dodgy stuff from what I've heard. But like really? Oh yeah. But I think um only because. Like you hear about all these, all these other um, they, like there's a massive the documentary that was about these things called the dying rooms where they just leave kids to the, oh. newborns to, to just die, and and oh, the majority were female. It was a weird, weird cultural quirk that they, they, they said all oh, you know they favour males over females. I don't they couldn't engineer, they couldn't decide how to have a male or a female, so they, they just they, somehow obviously it's going on because there's a massive disproportion to it. Yeah, they've, they've tried to control the amount of males, but it's, as horrible as that is, it's not. It, it's not unbelievable. Of course, I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. It, it, you'd be believable would happen. So that means if you did try and control something, how would you keep it an even balance the way nature's kept it an even, even balance as far as the sexes go, the genders? Wow, it's tough. Yeah. Because I mean, how much is is it detrimental for us to control the amount of? Um, well, I mean, I'm sure it, to, to, as you can see, the way the planet's going now it is, but just to control evolution. Is what's the benefit outweigh? Does the benefit outweigh the cost? In That's the, heavy in the long run. Yeah. Well, it's, it's probably the spiced rum as well. Well, isn't it? You're gonna, well. You're gonna have a lot of uh, pent up Chinese blokes wanting to. Well, that's it. I mean, you, it. you see how blokes are in a club where there's two hot girls walk into a club full of fellas. <laughs> you see the carry-on then. So there'd be that type of carry-on all over China. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly it. China would be just like one big carry-on. <laughs> carry-on China. Carry-on China. <laughs> China. Carry-on China. China. That's so, right. Yeah.
it's crazy. Yeah, so it's insane. So yeah, stuff, that's, that's one example of how crazy it can be. But yeah, and, and just trying to, I mean, and obviously, in a, in a weird way, nature sort of takes care of some things by the evolution of diseases. Which, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that's nature doing that. We, we're, not, we're not controlling that. But because we're getting antibiotics, the diseases become immune to antibiotics if they're not delivered properly. Or they, they, you get these super viruses that aren't even touchable by antiviral things or antibacterials. So you've got these super viruses that, that, are, that can't be fixed. It's almost like nature's in a way trying to trim the herd itself. Yeah. Not consciously, it's just the way it's going. The way things are evolving together, there's, there's Well, I always believe the Earth will fight back. Global warming, it'll take care of it. I mean, it'll, it's a planet, it's pretty hardy. Yeah. It may wipe us off the face of it. Yeah. But it'll probably... Uh, here's something that a lot of people don't know about. Okay, go on. Yellowstone National Park is a super volcano. Oh, I know, I know that. Yeah, and they're and having it's, it's a lot. Of, they're having a lot of. <laughs> they're having a lot, a lot of ruptures at the moment. Oh, they're really. And if that goes, boom, yeah, shaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's going to cause a lot of problems. Well, quite a few volcanoes. Uh, like uh, Vesuvius is overdue. Um, Etna's overdue. That's just in Italy. Um, if if Yellowstone goes up, then that's out of control. Because I mean, there's only you can't. Prepare for it, really, unless you move out now. You can't even can't really get away from it. It's a super that volcano. Means, that means all of LA will disappear. Well, yeah, yeah. If it goes up the way the way it's predicted to, <laughs> that means no more, no more bad movies. <laughs> That'll be awesome for the Australian film industry. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know what? <laughs> of all countries to be to be in for natural disasters, Australia's awesome. Tidal waves, no. Nah. Volcanoes, no. Nah. Occasional earthquakes, yeah. Maybe one or two tornadoes every every you know century. Yeah, but I see. I, I travel up to the pinnacles a lot. Yeah, that's part of my job. Yeah, I suppose. And throughout. I think yeah. there's clear evidence up there of a mega tsunami. Well, uh, that happened. Yeah. Really? Yeah. In what way? What do you mean? Uh, deposit sedimentary layers. So wait, wait, uh, couldn't that have been wind? No. Oh really? Uh, yeah, but where did it come from? Yeah, yeah. So in the pinnacles especially. Right, right. You yep. look at, you've got a real heavy quartz-based sand okay. underneath, yep. silicon-based sand, Wasn't underneath more quartz-based sand, underneath granite-type sand. Couldn't it have been just the ocean at one point? Well, that's true, it was. Oh, it was, yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. Once upon a time, we were all ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's actually how the pinnacles were formed, was the calcite. Ah, I was going to say, yeah. From the yeah. shells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Penetrating, just like that ad, remember that ad years ago, that Colgate ad. Look, Mrs. Yes. Marsh, it yes. really does yeah, yeah, get yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. As we pass... This, one of the ah, one of the, one ben, of the venues, one of the, venues, for, for one of the, the sets for the for film. the movie. Yeah, <laughs> That's right, exactly. Anticipation. That's right. It's and, one uh, hotel. And I believe tonight you agreed to let me help direct this film, Pete. That's right. This will be fantastic. Well, the, the, the certain scenes that require a bit of bit of bit of sensitivity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got plenty of it. Yeah, that's right. Thirty-two seconds. Thirty-two. <laughs> you, you know, it's business. T- <laughs> it's oh, business well, time. Yeah. <laughs> it's business. T- it's. <laughs> I love it. Mate, look at Mojo's going off tonight. There you go. Woo. So uh, Mojo's one of the places we've just driven past. Yep. In uh, Fremantle, a great live music venue. It was yep. going off tonight. It is. Sunday night, full. I know, yeah, yeah. Well, it's one of the few places in Perth that is pretty busy and a regular walk-in clientele during the week as well. They've got open mics on Monday nights, so there's a couple of gigs that happen during the week and you do get walk-ins. Um, and it's, that's great. I mean, that's just the culture of Frio as well, though, I think. I agree. The closer the city you get, the less chance that that's happening, of, of live music that isn't covers, the less chance of that happening. Um, but then again, the, the live music venues for original bands, there's not so many um, in Perth, in the city itself, that, as, what, as what there is out, out on the outskirts. Um, but I mean, you know, it's, it's saying that, Amplifier Bar, 
um, you got The Bird, you got, um, what's that one that's on, oh, what's the name of the street, I forget it now, but yeah, there's a lot of electronic artists there. There's, there's, there's quite a few in Northbridge and that, that, that do do really well, um, and they're walking walking crowds. I think if you're in a place where it's convenient to just be, be there, like the city, then you might be more chance of getting in. If it's out in the outskirts, you know, if you're in Warwick or something, or you're in, like, like the 6030, classic example. You can't get many walk-ins unless you already go to the bar for drinks. There's not many walk-ins that's going to see live music there. It's, it's hard. So you have to go out of your way for those outskirts sort of town, towns. It's, it's tough. Mm. I, I'm, I'm lucky I'm near the Bazo, the Bazo Hotel, which started doing live music on Friday nights. Original live music on Friday nights. So, and that tends, they're still growing, but again, it's one of those streets, Old Perth Road, which is, there's so many new bars and, and, um, and like there's burger joints, there's a wine bar, there's, and there's a pub, of course where you can get just walk-ins. And because the pub itself is so busy, the stage is just in another room. So if you hear the band playing, the chances are that the people in the bar, in the pub anyway, they're gonna walk in. So venues that have a pub next to it and, they, and then you just walk into it, chances are you get more walk-ins than just a live venue that has, just, that is just a live venue. In saying that, Yellington, that's just a live venue, but it gets packed. So if you do it right. Well, people book that place to go, to go eat. Well, that's true. And, and they just yep. and know that there's going to be entertainment. That's so right. And it's they, don't, down. they don't yeah. essentially go to watch the entertainment. They just know there's good entertainment. But then, as yeah. we touched on before. They might not know what the band is. But in the go, first half of the podcast. Yeah. Night out. You're right. Yeah, exactly it. Exactly it. And, that, and that's what I think everyone wants to crave. It craves, really, is a night out. An all-round night out. Dinner, a show, and you know, a few drinks. And, and if you get that, it doesn't matter what the band is. Well, if it's in a nice, classy area, wicked. You know? so, so, Pete, when we were packing up tonight, yeah. we were talking about how we've got the capability now to produce movies yeah yeah we've got the know-how the functions yep the technology yep the, the mechanics yep to be able to do things and software that, now we can edit it yeah the, the software yep. and i'm thinking i'm thinking comedy pete well they, they, that's your forte i think it's uh, <laughs> uh joy apatow <laughs> what sort of style though i mean that sort of style or more the australian sort of style you know like kind um, of kind of i want to that, set scenes yep and have a little bit of impro nice yeah that's good and i'd like to use particular actors so you're relying on the ability of the actor there more than the script but people who aren't necessarily actors that's fine, but are they comedians? No, they're just real life characters. That's what I'm using for my movie. I'm basically filling it with, with basically um, Perth artists in the film to play the roles. But it's fairly scripted. I'll give them a guide of the scene and they just sort of talk about it. Yeah. But, but comedy though, if you haven't got that well, natural, I'm gonna natural to, timing, I'm, I mean, it's hard. I know, but I could, I'll probably direct that a little bit. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. When I find that natural timing gotcha. myself. Yep, yep. But when I find that natural to <laughs> Is it like are you looking at the, the sort of feel, is it like that awkwardness of the castle or is it more Yeah, a little bit. That, that's an awkwardness. Because but... I ticked down with the idea. Well, here's my idea. Yep. This is just off the top of my head. Yeah, that's cool. sort of... First time, it's about, yeah, it's it's about, 25th, yeah. 25th of um, June, here we go. Yep, it's about having like a band that are ridiculously shit. Right. But just are completely oblivious yep. to how bad they are. Right. And the only reason they get gigs is due to really unfortunate circumstances. Right, okay. <laughs> like, 
they can't get so-and-so, they can't get so-and-so, someone just died. Yeah, someone just prolapsed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their ass is hanging out. <laughs> so it's sort of like... And a... they're, but they're, they're the only guys they can get, so they're getting right. these gigs. And also because other people think they're another band, because they've used a band name that reminds them of another famous band or right. a popular band. Right. But they've used the same name okay. unknowingly. Okay. <laughs> and people book them thinking it's them. Right. These guys rock up. And everyone's terribly disappointed. I like that. I like that idea. That's but good. at the end of the thing, their music is so bad that they end up with a bigger following. A cult following. Like those movies, ah, The Room, and okay, okay, and those okay. cult movies like the Basket Case movie and all that. But did you so, want to have it that sort of style, like that fringe sort of on, on purpose bad? Or, yeah. Or yeah. shot or shot properly, and and just the comedy. No, I still no, nah, still shot properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, it's, it's teetering dangerously. But on te- the, teetering on that badness as well. But it's also teetering on the on the side of sort of spinal tap and anvil a bit. That sort of idea of a bad band. Well, that's anvil, aren't it? Well, they're, they're not a bad band, but they 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 they, they 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 they're getting hard done by, and they don't really they never really make oh, it. Fuck off! Have you seen that? Have you seen anvil? The movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're doing some good gigs. Well, right at the end, they get that awesome one in, in Japan or whatever it is. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. But all the way through, like, like how, how your sister pays for them to keep going, like, they keep getting put up by other people who get, get them going, you know? They, they can't really sustain it themselves. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's all right. Intermission. Moshi Mosh. Moshi Mosh. first caller. And our first caller for the uh, this evening is Kaneko Shinohara. How are you this evening? Bad. We're just driving to Peter Rensselo's. Okay. <laughs> Should be home round about 8.45. Oh, okay. All right. How was the gig? Huh? How was it? Eh, yeah, not bad. Very good. Many people. More, more people than last time, probably. Oh, really? And some people turned up again because they remembered me from last time and they wanted to watch again and were very happy with Pete playing ukulele. Okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. Good. All right. All right. Okay. I used to do Shore. Oh, I drive safely. We're podcasting right now, so you're right. on the podcast. Can you cut mine bit? Cut what bit? This conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's the most intelligent one so far. So <laughs> yeah. You've made the most sense of the whole podcast. <laughs> Good. All right. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Would have been great if she went, bye. Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, our first call up. No, no, no song request, but you know, yeah, come, no. With, come with them all. You know? Well, I think we when she rang up and we had the I think that's what she was going to request. Right, okay. Elevator music. You know what I like tonight? When we did Drunken Sailor and I was doing the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That worked. That was good, it worked. It's nice. I've done a bit of scatting. Yes. You went everywhere. <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> it was good fun. It was cool. Now, did, um, 
are we, are we allowed to talk about your new upcoming album and the concept, or is that under hush still? Is it still hush hush? No, it's not. It's not on the hush. I no? mean, it's just a concept. We can talk about it. It's an awesome concept. The, the idea is cool. It's, it's well, ba- it's been, it has been done before. But uh, well, sort of. Think, it's uh, what the closest thing I can think of to what I want to do. Now, this is my new Buffett album. Is the Degeneration brought out an album years ago called the Satanic Sketches. Where ah, basically yeah, 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 yeah. it was a radio station that played they didn't really play songs. No, that's the thing. But mine will be playing songs, but it's all my songs. Yeah. You're the DJ, I'm the producer. Yeah. And um and you're playing different artists who you feature on the show. I love I love, I love, I love it's not just a show totally of Buffed um like the artist Buffed. You're Buffed, the presenter. It's a Buffed show. Was that the concept? No. Oh really? Now all my comedy songs are going to be on the album. Yeah, yeah, but are you are you buffed for every single one of those songs on the radio show, or are you giving yourself different names for those different people? Uh, like, are you a country singer for one of them? Are you a an Oz- oh, I don't know. Yeah, we might develop. You that. know what I mean? Yeah, that's we, might idea. De- we might develop that. That way, or, or, or for one of them, you're a hip hop Kiwi artist. Give it, yeah, like one we, of them, can, yeah, yeah, we can call him like Sioni Tanga Manga Funga Manga Tanga. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so like the idea is, that it's all your songs. It's all buffet songs. Yeah, yeah. But on the show, it's like, and here, this this song is from blah blah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's, that's probably yeah. That's how it'll probably. That'd work. be cool. Yeah, and and then you know, the idea is great because it also encourages people to go out and get the album because they might be able to download the song online. But the in-between parts yes. of us talking, uh, and you need the album to get what it's all get leading the full up to. effect. Because I reckon if we upload it, we don't upload those in-between parts. We just upload the songs, and then and then if people want to hear the whole album and see what what the actual point of the the radio show is, they've got to get the album. That's um, right. It, 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 it makes it worth having an album again. You know, it's, yeah, it's good. That's it, right. Yeah, it gives, it gives does, it a purpose. It does because, yeah, I'll only ever have the songs online. But if yeah. you want to hear it in context, exactly right. You need to have the whole album. That's it. Exactly it. Which I think is a genius stroke. It's great. And, uh... <laughs> it's <laughs> ideal. <laughs> well, so far, your genius stroke has been an IQ of 32, so it's pretty good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 32 strokes is all we need. But I like the idea. I mean, yeah, the degeneration did that a bit. I mean, even sort of, you know, 7th seventh, seventh Man, whatever it is. It's 12th Man. 7th <laughs> Man. 7th Heaven. 12th Man. Um, yeah, it's a radio show, it's comedy, but... Well, not really. 12th Man was basically commentary. It was just commentary, as you yeah. Hear. That's true, that's true. It wasn't radio. And, and then he'd right. done the piss take on the wide world of sports. That's true, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah that's but right. it is in that vein as... Yeah, I've just spoken. It's a all, conceptual yeah. spoken thing with the songs. Yeah. And so I like the idea of you being a radio host and presenting your own songs. It's wicked. And having callers in, and it's you or it's me. Yeah, like, yeah. That's a cool idea. You know, Guest voices, you know. Oh, it's, we might even just ring some people up and say, look, I need you to hit be exactly, on the album. Exactly. This is what you've got to say. You it's know? great. I mean, it's an awesome concept. I reckon yeah. it's really cool, and, and it's unique in that way. And, and it's not been done recently in, in that in Australian sort of style of music. No. Um, so I like it. It's good. It's not just a comedy album. It's a concept album uh, of, a, of of the Buffet Show. You know, Buffet Buffet. Yeah. And then, really then obviously then can tour on the back of that album. Yeah, exactly. Exactly it. No, it'll be great. And then uh, Pete gets a lot of the sales. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That exactly. <laughs> It's great. It's really cool. So I reckon it'll be. It's, it's, it's almost. It's almost. Um, well, the songs a, an are audio book. Songs are just about there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as the amount of songs, and I'll probably write a few on the spot. Yeah, well. totally, totally. But uh, depending on where we go and what we need. Yep. Um, so once your your um, your pod pad is done, then you're good. Once the pod pad's done. Yep. I'm good to go on it. Yeah. yeah. That'll be the first project in the pod pad. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so. Now, what's your plan? Obviously, with um, stacks. Yep. Have you got an end goal with this thing, or just to keep it as a rolling thing, get new artists in? Uh, look, eventually what I'd like to do with Stacks Podcast, which is what you're listening to now, folks, 
is I would love to do it full time. Oh wow! I'd like to just do comedy yep. and stacks podcast, and that's it. Would it work in a way? The occasional music gig here and there. So you sell these podcasts, or you mean just no, no, no? I'll find time. sponsors. Oh, I see. I okay. want people to sort of share it, get yep. their friends around. I need so many likes so I can sort of say to people, look. It's I can advertise your product so on stacks, and yeah, 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 gotcha, and it's only gotcha. going to cost you nine grand. <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. For three minutes. <laughs> no. Nah, like, is the concept going to be always having artists on the show, or could it be anyone? Like, or, or, no, could no, be comedians, actually, could be yeah, any... no, no. I, I, originally, actors. it was going to be mute for musos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'd like to open it up more. Like, I'd like to get. I'm still trying to get uh, a fellow by the name of Rob Powdrell on, who's a uh, is a world champion boxer. Oh wow, and cool. Muay Thai fighter. That's cool. That's cool. Um, uh, I'm trying to get a guy by the name of Andrew Jones on who was just on reality TV oh uh, so was, he, was he a rugby player no 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 he was a, he's a muso um, and then was also on that uh, Married at First Sight so right. good, to, good to get him on board I'm, right. I'm, I'm negotiating with that at the and moment and the thing is from what I gathered from your show is that you get these guys these are people who are on for either being well known or just they, they, they do something else they're, they're either an artist or an actor or, or a boxer but you ask them about other things. You get the you get the sense. Yeah, of the, we want to find out other stuff about them. Yeah, yeah. The, the, as a person. And the, yeah. that's what I was trying to do with me because a lot of musos like we get musos in, and I just don't want to talk about albums and stuff. The other, like, other shows do it already. But, but yeah. how many musos like when you when you sit around with musos and comedians? Yeah. I want to capture some of the banter that goes on. Yeah, that, that, that's not to do with their work. So you get a sense of the person, not the actual artist or the or the creative somehow. That, yes. that, 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 that's unique. To, that, that, that's unique. I haven't seen someone who actually asks about other things on purpose to avoid the... the yeah, like what makes them laugh? Yeah, what, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell us about the worst thing you've ever done. What, yes, tell right. us about the, the ugliest person you've ever shagged yeah, at that yeah, time yeah. you had to chew your arm off and sneak away. Or, you know, tell us about the hottest bird you've... Or the yeah, hottest yeah, yeah, guy yeah, yeah, you've yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like just questions, like talk shit like... As That'd if, be cool. You know, when you're... Almost, you're, you're a bit pissed and you sit around a table at night. Yeah, well, that's uh, a, well the whole idea about building the... Uh, when the party's The rock garage and a specific podcast shed. Yep. It's going to be, it's going to be comfortable. We're going to have yeah. have a few drinks. You yeah, spend yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. of hours there. Yep. We've got everything there we need. Yep. And it's simple, you know, like it's just um, the environment. Yep. Right environment, nice, nice and quiet. You're not disturbed. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That concept's awesome. I like that idea. That's really good, and I reckon it's attractive to people because you probably get these guys who are going to come on, these artists or whoever. Yeah, boxers, actors who come on. But if they know they're not going to be asked about that, it's just a purely, purely a talk. That might be pretty cool, like because they probably get asked all the time that sort of stuff. Like, oh, what shows? What's your favourite role? What's your hardest fight? Or what's been the most important fight? Yeah. But instead of, uh, I mean, we do touch on a little bit. Yeah, 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 that's fine. But then just I want to know set more up, stuff yeah. as well. Like, set it up, yeah. For example, like uh, Rob Powdrell, uh, the guy I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love to get him on the podcast. Been trying. I will. I will eventually get him on once we're set up properly. Yep. Um, he, he's got a great sense of humour. Yeah, nice. He's a very funny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, so, so let's see that side of it. Yeah. I know? suppose you use the first little bit of the podcast to introduce the person and why they're Yeah, there. talk about what yeah. they do, their accolades, and what they've done. And then move on to just And then move on to the banter. Yeah, and yeah. Just the banter. Now, That's cool. If you listen to people like Mark Maron or Joe Rogan, they do that so well. Right. They get these guys talking. And, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, and yep. that's what we want. We want to try and achieve that. So yep. if you're listening to these podcasts and you know of people... I'm not pushing too hard right now, but no, give no, it a no. couple of months. Yep. When we're up and running full on Stacks podcast, it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. I'll be doing at least one to two podcasts a week. Nice. And I'll have people, some really good guests lined up. That's great. And I want to get it to the point where I'm the premier podcast in Perth. That'd be awesome. That's what I'm aiming for. It's a good goal. Good goal. Definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. 
And I think the only way to get there is to be unique in some way. And that, that concept sounds unique to me. It's awesome. But yeah, yeah you unique up on everyone else and you <laughs> unique up. <laughs> would you keep it as a podcast or would you eventually venture out to vodcast with stacks? Or is that a separate entity? Nah, definitely happy to look at a vodcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so like Joe Rogan style, like that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I may go vodka. I mean, I'm looking at it. I've got all the stuff to do one. Sure, sure, sure. So there's no reason why I can't. Yep. And I'd actually like to put my cameras to rest as far as working that because this nearly at the point of being outdated. Gotcha. For what we're doing, I need to either upgrade to something like you've got. Yep. If I want to continue doing that, which I'm not that fussed on. Whereas as vodcasts, they're where vodcasts are perfect for. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. That's great. That's really cool. And it's one of those things I'm sure that once you start talking after a while, the cameras are set up. You just forget they're there. You just start getting more natural and talking as if they aren't there at all. Because I think the hardest thing is trying to get guests comfortable. Like when I, when I was um, doing my radio show eight years ago, um, it was it was sometimes they were very aware there was a mic in front of them. But by the end of the end of the um, interview, that loosened up so much. It was like, oh shit! I wish I got that at the start of the interview. That that sort of energy and that sort of well, relaxing. That's, that's where a few drinks. Yeah, well, that's it. And just sit there and have a yarn before they do it. One, <laughs> one of the most natural interviews that I did, or we did, was the drunk sessions after our Renzullo Project dinner <laughs> with you and I. <laughs> it, was, it was so unforced. It was just, put the mic on, you've had a bottle of obiqua wine, a bottle of, a bottle of vodka, a bottle of vodka, and <laughs> you were just talking. And we had a bit of a jam. The songs were terrible, but they were awesome, terrible. I couldn't play. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, we'll have, to, we'll have to link in some little snippets of it somewhere. I think it's amazing. It's, it's, it's a sight to behold. <laughs> I've had a few comments, Pete, um, about the dynamic that we have right on oh. the podcast. Like, oh, on the podcast. Yeah, uh, I, I had on a the good, one podcast with this. <laughs> yeah, no, just uh, some feedback saying that the, the, the last podcast we did in the car. Yep. People who really enjoyed it. They oh, like, really? They like the way we converse. Oh, that's good. Uh, some people have watched Scudbone. I've had the same thing back. How cool. We work well together in that regard. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So it's um, it's so I'll, I'll try and get you on whenever I can. Yeah. No, know? that's great. Well, whenever there's gigs like this, definitely. That's, that's a good idea. Yeah. I actually don't mind doing the car one, but you'll yep. have to come up and do a proper one once it's all built. And I, I wonder if that will change the dynamic because in the car we're heading up to a gig. We're just sort of you know, there's there's roads. We're, we're making turns. There's things to distract us. We're just talking. I forget this thing's on. You know. Um, but I wonder if in the studio it'll be different. It will feel different if, I, if I'll be more forced. I, I worry about that. I don't think it might, so. might not be. Might not be. Yeah. I think it's more about the person sitting opposite. Yeah, you. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's exactly it. It's good though. It's really cool. All right. Well, speaking of which, we're in the city now. We're just driving through the city, and the yeah, city's Elizabeth, looking awesome. Near Elizabeth Quay. They're really going hard on the lighting and yeah. making the place a really visual spectacular. Yep. The city's starting to look great. So. Uh, we're just going past uh, Elizabeth Take, Key. Taking the piss near a tree, that's good. Some guy was. Ah, uh, probably. <laughs> Mate, all those electric lights are right now. I wouldn't piss anywhere. Be... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't whiz on the electric fence. When you need to go, you got to find a commode. Have some common sense. <laughs> just do what you do and find a loo. And don't whiz on the electric fence. Coming up on the Buffett album. <laughs> I actually think they made a podcast at some point. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're nearly, well, we're not really nearly in Basso. We're downtown Basso where you live, Pete. But uh, I think before we end up this podcast, we've got to find the most awkward moment on stage for you. 
for me. Yeah, whether I, whether it's comedy or music, what was the most awkward oh, def- moment? Uh, uh, awkward. Yeah, or, or, or uncomfortable, or you know, a bit sort of unplanned that was not going well. Not not bad. Like the, I've, got, I've got two that I need to talk about because they're completely different and all right. It's both ends of the spectrum. Oh, good. That's good. That's good. Okay. The first one is I bombed doing a comedy show. Everyone bombs. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I've been lucky that I've got funny songs that if I'm bombing... Yep, the songs still carry The songs are pretty much will be guaranteed going to get a laugh. Okay, okay. And they get people just in, in a certain mood where they listen to it and they're, they're, they're written so it's rehearsed. But with my comedy, I like to fly a bit off Okay. Off the cuff. Just to read the audience a bit. Just read the audience a okay. bit. Just pull some stuff out. Yep. Sometimes I don't know what it's going to be. Yep. Unfortunately, that means like every now and then I might pull something out that I've heard which I thought was funny. Ah, uh, but it doesn't uh, come across You've got to be careful right. not to pull out someone else's material. Yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. Admittedly, occasionally it's popped out. Sure, sure, sure. When you're sort of like under pressure and you're yeah. like, ah, yeah, and you say, oh. It's the same thing. You go away, yeah. oh, crap, that wasn't actually mine. But, right, right. Which is a bit of a no-no. Sure, sure, fair enough. Can understand. But I, I got up and um, it was more the way that the MC sold me. Okay. I got up and I just and I was also very ill. At was the it time. In, was it in Perth or? Yeah, it wasn't. It was the last time I'd ever done a comedy club. Oh, whereabouts? And, uh, at the in, in the, the Hotel, the or? Laugh Resort, I believe. No, the one, not the one I went to. That was actually pretty good. We started... No, no, no. We can talk on way after that. Oh, right. Okay, gotcha. Well, gotcha. It was the last. They moved down to. Uh, oh, they're not there anymore. The Brass Monkey. They moved down to that that night when I think I did comedy and then you guys were playing there. Oh, really. You guys were playing with, um, you used to play there occasionally, it was Irish place with um, not the Renzullo Project. Not the um, the ARs, was it not, not there? Nah, further down. Oh, the, um, the, the Irish, I know the Irish pub, but when we, we supported that um, band and we got you in as our fake manager, that place. <laughs> it got me in as a what, fake manager? Yeah, yeah, like to, get you in, to get you in free, because there weren't anyone else in because it was too, too full. No, it wasn't that place either. Oh, right. <laughs> I remember that. That was really good. That was great. That yeah, was great. Yeah, it wouldn't let me in. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's, that's cool. So, so, so some venue that, that used to do That it. worked, because eh? I said, if I don't go in, the band don't play it. So that's it. <laughs> and all the boys just played along with it. It was sensational. Of course, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Biggest audience. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so yeah. I was actually missing. So I sort of bombed, and he come up, and then I just... Well, how did he introduce you? What, what, what made oh, it no, harder? I was like, he goes, oh, he kind of was a bit condescending. Ah. This guy's supposed to be really funny. Uh, trying uh, to be, trying to be funny. I hope you like dick jokes because that's what you're going to get for uh, the next. Okay, so setting up, like, like, he's trying to be funny. Yeah. You. it didn't work. Right, no. okay, okay, yep. And then I got up and I was just like, "Fuck you." Yeah. You know, but yeah. instead of coming out harder and giving it to this bloke, I just was off from the uh, get go. Okay. The okay. crowd was off me because they could see I had a bit of an attitude with this guy. Ah, uh, okay. I basically cut me set short, walked off. Shit. And then, and then he's got up and he started bagging me, and I've kind right. of walked up to him and said. Mate, you can open your mouth one more time. I'll knock you the fuck out. Jeez. Not on re- stage. Yeah, not. Oh my not, god. Not really comedy. <laughs> Jesus. And that that sort of <laughs> that he... that rippled through Perth very quick. Was he a comedian? Yeah, yeah. He was fucking bombing too. You know ah, I mean? was he on before you as well? Or did he go after? Yeah, you? he was the MC. So oh, okay, he he did a bit before you as well. Okay, yeah. right. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. So anyway, but <laughs> god. not to worry. Now was that? Did you feel awkward in that night? Yeah, because I realised what uh, I'd done. Yeah. I, I, I let emotion get the better of me. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. And you were feeling sick. You said you were feeling a bit off anyway. I was feeling a bit off, but also, 
was filthy because I'd bombed. Right. And yep. I, I hadn't actually ever bombed hard before. Ah. I've been pretty lucky and yeah. not yep. ever just... I've done a few gigs where people just like, what the fuck? Right, but not bomb bomb. Because yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't the right crowd. Okay. And with my stuff, that's why I sell tickets to my show, because people know what they're getting. Gotcha. And the crowd's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They know they're going to someone that's a little bit Kevin Bloody Wilson-y, yep. Yep. a little bit Rodney Rudy, yep. a little bit Cole Elliott-y, yep. and... Uh, they're expecting that. Yeah, sure, sure. Then it works. Yep. So, um, so that's one scenario where I was very awkward because okay. I, I felt like an idiot. Right, right, right. Gotcha. And I, I never apologised to the guy because fuck him. Yeah, yeah. Is he still around? Is he? Yeah, yeah. He's still, <laughs> he's still doing quite a lot of gigs in Perth. Okay, right. Fair enough. But um, he's probably hasn't got a lot of good things to say about me. But no, fair enough. So yeah. Did. yeah, yeah. But I let, I let emotion get the better of me, and I, I kind of fucked up. Right, right, right. Yep. Uh, it wasn't the way to handle the situation. It no. was a, it was a comedian taking the piss. That's cool. Yeah. You don't do that, yeah, and I know yeah. that. Yeah, I see what you mean. I but you mean. I just, as I said, let shit get the better of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of shit going on in my life that yep. was down at the moment, and I just was. That's why I took a good break from comedy because I needed to get back in the right headspace. So you were in the wrong place at the moment. Yeah, I was that, in the wrong yeah, place to be yeah, doing yeah, the show. Yeah, yep, gotcha. Um, I <laughs> thought I'd do the show because I hadn't done one for a while. Yep bad timing everything just went bad so that was really okay. really awkward the other time was when I got rushed on stage and was I tried someone tried to stab me you got what yeah they tried to glass me up hang on so was this at a An place? another buffet gig were you bombing though or they were just an no annoyed... I was killing it oh really killing it so who was this had the okay. room in stitches going really good I was were, were, you, were you sort of grabbing people in the audience and revving them up no or? what happened was I made this joke about what why does f- why does Jesus get all the chicks yeah. then held my arms out in the Jesus Christ sort of pose yeah. and then went because he's hung like this right right right, right okay. yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and this guy's flipped out that I've used oh, Jesus I in see. a joke I see okay and come rushing the stage and like how dare you blah 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 oh, do this shit um, and Wow. Went right off. Actually, it was a boner contention gig, and I was doing some buffet in between. The oh, set. back then. Oh, way back then. So, on my old maiden, my real old one, which yep. you know the guitar. Yep. There's a big scratch on the back of it, and it's from where I turned it around and used it to protect Holy myself shit. as the guy lunged at me, and I bunted him like, and knocked him flying, like knocked him sort of back off the stage and down, and sprawled all out. And then two guys out of the audience sort of jumped him and. Then security come in and grabbed him and all that kind of so stuff. He came at you with a knife or with a gla- with a, with a broken um, bottle or something? What, what, what? No, he, like he smashed a bottle as he came through. Oh, Jesus. And then come to hit me with the bottle. Holy gla- shit. Glass me up. Which, now the awkward part for me was one, he's obviously a Christian. Yeah. Two, I thought they forgive people. That's, that's nutcase behaviour. That's not just <laughs> Christian behaviour. My <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, wow. sometimes it's synonymous. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Unbelievable. So, yeah, that was kind of awkward. Like, yeah, that's yeah. for me. Yep. Uh, and I've got one more, which I, you, you're you directly involved. It was oh. funny as awkward. Okay. Was when we were playing down south and that, uh, we've told this story before on a podcast. Yep. You know, where that, that blue broke out. I've handed you the guitar. Oh. Come back in and then <laughs> got the guitar back off you after the, kicking these guys out from fighting. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you thought they were dancing. That was that still for me is one of the funniest that things was, I've ever seen at a gig. That was and and Pop right. Stan was there that day. I think yeah. Phil Emanuel might have been playing. No, it wasn't that. No, it no, wasn't that gig. Just Dave, yeah. Just Dave. And then <laughs> that was one of the one of the gigs that will even Pop remembers that gig. Yeah. It was hilarious. 
That night was just ridiculous. Oh my god! And, and your new wife was there, or was she married at the time? Yes. Were you married at the time with because uh, she was there sitting in the audience. No, Kenneka and I have been married like two days. That's right. Only a couple. That's right. And then you, she just got back in the country. We just got married. And then uh, the first thing is her experience of you had a gig with it, where there's fights going on, and, and you, you jumping in and trying to get. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> You're a lucky man to get her. She's still with you. <laughs> We're talking about also being the dickhead. No, 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 but this her, her in that situation, she must have been freaking out. In this, she actually, in this... she was pretty calm about it. See, she's a ninja. Oh, there you go. Kaneko's right. a ninja. Right. So she's cool. She would have just like, <laughs> like one minute gone, and she's, yeah. up, she's up in the corner of yeah, the yeah. ceiling, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, she, she's fine. That's awesome. What about you? What's, what's one of the most awkward things you've ever had? It wasn't really awkward. It was just, it was just bad timing on, on stage. When I was playing in um, a band back in 2002, at a venue called the White Sands, it used to be in, in yeah, Scarborough, Cuttersloe, wherever it was. Yeah, yep. Scarborough. And um, we were on stage, and there was a point in the song where um, the band sort of, yeah, this part builds up, the band all stops, and then we all crash down on this really big note. Um, and at that point there, we 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 went to crash down on this big note with a big strum, and I I, I was I was so excited that my my foot kicked the lead out, so I strummed and there was no sound, and all you hear is this fuck. Because I had a mic that, in That might have actually worked. It, well, it, it sort of, yeah. It, it, it's, it's such, but it was, it was so out of time, though. It was like, bah, 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 just, fuck, dude. It was, it was really, and it was, it was filmed as well. <laughs> so it wasn't even, it was sort of awkward, but it was just more stupidity than anything. So that, that's not really that awkward a, a situation at all. Um, I, I, don't, I can't think of anything else that was that, that full on. That was, that, was, that was unusual. Apart from that one you just mentioned, I, I thought it was, they, were, they were dancing. And that was I, had a, I had another one where I was up <laughs> in Broome and we were playing a Christmas show with a, I think I was playing in a band called North of the Rocks. Right. It was just a bunch of old blokes playing at Broome. Yeah. And I dressed up in a Santa suit. Right. <laughs> up in Broome, been fishing all day. Yeah. 40 degrees, sunburnt to buggery. Oh, Jesus. Drinking a lot of Jack Daniels. Right. I think I blacked out and fell off stage. And <laughs> what the hell? I woke up. Absolutely shit face. <laughs> and a guy got up and played the rest of me set. Oh right, okay. Who was better than me. Right. Especially, <laughs> especially at that that point of time. <laughs> and uh ended up in the band and I ended up out. Oh brilliant. That's, a... <laughs> That's so funny. I've been sacked from a few bands actually. You used to manage divers, didn't you? Yeah, I was a manager. What was that like? Did, any, any situations that were pretty crazy when you were manager up there? Yeah, for sure. Really? Yeah, um, a lot of fighting. Well, that, that was pretty standard, wasn't it? That was pretty standard. What about you directly involved with? Like, yeah, it, a couple of... Yeah, oh, right. A couple of run-ins, yeah. But, um, yeah, I just was smart about it. Right, right. If you go out and you want to box every guy out there, because you get a lot of guys that are pretty handy, and it's just... Yeah, yeah. Broom's a very f- tough physical place. Okay. And it's one of the places where... You don't want to. Um, you don't want to go up there throwing your hands around because there's a lot of Aboriginal fellas up there in particular. Yeah. That they they've grown up with a quite a violent life, and it's right. just you just don't want to get on the bad side of these. Yeah, guys, yeah, right? yeah, sure. So I, I use my brains a bit more than the brawn, and yep. You know, just talk things around a bit. And there was twice where I couldn't help it. Right. I, okay. was, I was caught in a situation. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, more so, just yeah, just be a little bit smart. Be, be smarter, not harder. You know? I suppose that, that, actually that reminds me of a situation you may have talked about it on with someone else on the podcast that where you diffuse a situation when you're a bouncer in Perth or over in, um, in Newcastle. Well, there was one when we were on tour up there as well. Oh no, no, no not even that. I'm, I'm thinking the situation I'm thinking of is when this guy was starting stuff with everyone, 
and then you thought you'd diffuse it somehow in a very unique way. <laughs> you sort of, and, and oh yeah, yeah. You got to tell Did that. Did we one. talk about that on a podcast? Oh, not with me. So I'm, I'm wondering if you have or not. So you got to you got to tell it. <laughs> so so what the deal is like? We had a guy coming. In, I worked at a place called the Jolly Roger. That's the one. Yeah. And I'm not sure if this is on a podcast. But I basically, I'll, I'll run through this really quick. This is a good way to end it. It's a good he, way to end it. He he come in. <laughs> And he was just a right pain in the ass, and he was a fairly big lad, and he could handle himself. So, last thing you want to do is, you know, get involved in a tussle with this bloke. So, we found out off a very good barmaid that liquid visine for your eyes, the anti-allergy one, makes people shit their pants. <laughs> was that the story? That's one of them. The other one I'm thinking of is where you sort of got involved directly, and sort of, you know, you, got, <laughs> you gave. But tell this one. Tell this one. All oh, right. So. There's a couple of my, yeah, lots yeah. of great stories from back in the day, aren't yeah, yeah. But so <laughs> he, he come in, he was being a bit of a dickhead, like yep. you know, being tough. He was pretty well known. So we just kept dropping a couple of drops of visine in the bar, and then after about half hour, we just seen him beeline for the toilet. <laughs> and then I've gone in, and he's just sitting in the toilet, going, oh, <laughs> oh, oh and he's just shitting his soul away. Like he's just crapping his soul away, this bloke. And then I've gone out and I've sort of said to a few of the lads, like, got him, like that yeah. rising fucking really works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he's sitting there just shitting his pants. <laughs> and anyway, like 20 minutes later, I told him, you've forgotten about it, thought he went home. Go in there, you see the same pair of pants around his ankles. Oh my God. He, he just couldn't get off the shitter. <laughs> Oh, no. And then you're seeing him about like an hour later, seriously, and you do not want to be in that toilet for any more than four minutes. Wow. It was it was it was hell. Oh my god. That's where the burgers come from. Yeah. And and the uh that's crazy. He's got up and you just seen him like slowly sludge out like he had no energy left. <laughs> he, he just basically shit away all his bile. That's brilliant. All his fluid in his body had just exited <laughs> his body. And he just stumbled out and just went home, no problems. Yeah. No problems at all. And would never have known what was wrong. Just thought he'd had a bad curry yeah, or something yeah, bad yeah, for yeah, dinner. Yeah. Yep. And problem solved. But the other one I was thinking of is when you actually tackled a guy, but you did something unique, and the, the guy, everyone watching around you was like, "Okay, that's actually quite funny." Oh, that was in Perth. Oh, that was in Perth. Tell well, that story. Tell that so story. what happened was that was there was a a guy. There was a guy in Perth. I don't know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fairly big guy. I think he was about six foot seven, six Jesus. foot eight. All right. And he had a, he had a skin full. He was pretty pissy. Yeah. And he was he was out starting trouble and yeah starting trouble and yeah. wanting to um to pick fights. Yeah, you know? yeah, And yeah, he was yeah. starting on the bounces. They're going go away, mate. Go away. And he's just <laughs> going away and everything. And I, I was actually with a guy called Tony Shyman, very good friend of mine. Okay. And Tony and I are sitting there, and I, I was a bit drunk, so full of bravado. <laughs> so. I went out and I just said, mate, what's the go? You're always trying to pick fights. He goes, do you want to go? <laughs> and I'm going, all right. And as soon as I said that, I've just double-legged him because yeah. he's a tall bloke. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulled his legs in towards me, drove my shoulder into him, put him on the ground. Yeah. And then I've got up and I've collared him and I've put me, like, elbow up under his chin. Oh, was he, was he on his stomach on the ground? No, he's on his back. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. And, then, you know, I mean, I'm 120 plus kilos. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah, fair yeah. bit of weight coming down on top of you. Yeah. Sort of knocked the wind out of him. Yeah, okay. And then I've just like, I've sort of lifted one leg up. Yep. And I've kind of crabbed him. Like yeah. Crab, like it's called a crabbing. It's like a wrestling thing where okay. you sort of nullify the bloke so he can't really move. Right. And you kind of, in, in martial arts, it's a bit like a, uh, uh, like an east-west, like cradle. They call it a cradle. But So you wrap your legs around his one leg? No, not really. Right? You sort of, 
I'm basically laying on him like I'm fucking him. Oh, right, okay. And that's kind of what inspired me to do the next move. Which is, <laughs> so we're there, the whole pub's thinking they're watching this fight. And I had no intention of fighting this bloke. Yeah, like, yeah. I hate. I actually hate fighting. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah. Absolutely detest it. Yep. And anyone that knows me knows that I'll, I'll do everything I can not to fight. Right, right. I, I hate it. But I'm also a smart ass and <laughs> like a bit of fun. Yeah. So I was sitting there and I started dry humping this bloke. <laughs> Just going, oh, oh. And he kept going, what the fuck are you doing? I go, shut up and talk dirty to me. <laughs> and, Everybody around us is just cracking up laughing. I'm going, oh. <laughs> picture that's picture just, guys. Dude, dude, shut the fuck up. What are you wearing? Oh, oh. And he's going, mate, fuck off, fuck off. And I went, yeah, I am, I am. Fuck off. Oh, he's going, fuck, and he's trying to wrestle. And I'm sprawling, so he can't sort of get his legs out underneath. And every time he went to move, I'd sort of drop him back down again and just dry humping him and just... And the, and the bloke was... He was humiliated. Oh, God. And I, I thought it was the funniest thing. I was having a great great time. And there was a few blokes I was with that I knew I was safe. You know, everything was cool. Had a couple of boys from playing league with there. So, you know, if it actually kicked off, I was going to get out of trouble. But then when quick. you got off him, eventually... He so, had... so, yeah. So I did it for a bit and then I was just going, oh. And I said... And I whispered in his ear. I said, mate, just get the fuck up and be normal. Yeah. Come and have a beer, you big unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. And... I, he, he kind of was real calm about it. Right. And he, he actually did. He got up. Yeah. And he said, mate, I've never had anyone just do, do, do that to me. He goes, I don't know what to do. I don't know. What to, he did not know what to do, what to say. It was funny. And, and it was good because that's sometimes humour. Yep. It's the best way to diffuse a situation. Oh, absolutely. You know. and, and sometimes to be humiliated... Is a lot more effective. Well, I humiliated as much as if I towed him up fighting him. Well, that's it. That's it. it and then no one got hurt. And no one got hurt. That, yeah. that, that's what I was impressed with. The story itself is hilarious. Like the idea of to seeing these guys, this massive six foot seven guy, and, and then you, 120 kilos. Well, I'm going to say six the seven. There was nothing of him. Oh, okay, right. And right, that's right. why when I'm on him and that, he had nowhere uh, okay. to go because gotcha. being a lanky guy gotcha. and being really thin. So like Dean almost. Like there's this tall. Yeah, kind of very Deanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah kind gotcha. of very Deanish. Gotcha. Like, okay. Dean's not tiny, but he's not. No, no, no. And if I've pinned him. It's hard to shake a guy that's 125 kilos. So. <laughs> well, no, I was to the side. There's ground around you. And I was you. still playing league then, so I had some... Oh, so you, you were quite... You were quite fairly, buff, yeah. Fairly, yeah. No, I wouldn't say that. I, I, I was very back end of the um, gotcha, league gotcha. career, but, yep. but still enough physicality to be able to be strong and, and to do what I, I was doing. I love that story. It's awesome. Because I, I, it's what you'd expect in a film. Like, you wouldn't imagine it happening in real life. But you, you just did it. It's amazing. And, and the fact that it diffused the situation makes it even better. It's so cool. Oh, look at this, we're almost home. Yeah, uh, almost in Bassanay. So, anyway. Sad. I know. What a podcast, Pete. Let's we'll do a show in um, in Bunbury one day to get a proper, proper podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bunbury. <laughs> okay, we're going to do a Nullarbor podcast. Nullarbor, that's right. Race. Exactly. Yeah. If we had the forethought to do this in the Resort Project um, uh, tour, oh, we'd have like seasons. Well, podcasts didn't really exist back then. Well, I suppose not, yeah. Podcasts have only been around for five years. For, for, well, as far as their, um, their, how easy they access and stuff. It's crazy. It's good fun. It's really cool. So next gig, guys, we'll, I'll, I'll be back in, I'm sure, and um, might even be before the, the the pod pad is made. So I'll be joining you in the car again, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I'm trying to slow down on gigs. Yeah, cool. Okay. My new, I don't want to say my music career is coming to an end, but I'm kind of making maybe comedy more and stuff. And yeah, uh, even recording. tonight, you see when I throw a comedy one, how, yeah, much, yeah, yeah, yeah. how much more I enjoy it. Totally, totally. Yeah. No, you're in that headspace now. It's good. It's good to see. Yeah. So. Um, so, good night, Pete. Done, mate. Thank Great you Great to do much. a podcast with you. Thank you very much. It's been good fun. I'm Jai. This is Stack's podcast. We're out. Catch you later. We're over. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> <laughs>
Welcome to the first ever episode of Between Two Stacks. You! I was uh, a bit of a fan of Zach Galifianakis' Between Two Ferns, mm -hmm. and uh, this probably won't be as satirical, but uh, yeah, but uh, congratulations, first one on. Thank you, I'm very excited and very stoked to I be just, the first. I just went and watched you play at the, at the Ellington, and you said it was good to pop your cherry. At the Ellington, yeah. I actually did remember you saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I figured, why not? While cherries are being popped, might as well just keep popping them. Just keep popping them. <laughs> keep popping them. So, mate, tell me all about yourself, Bill. Where are you yeah. from? Yeah, oh, I'm originally from uh, Albany, Western Australia, uh, not too far away, which is good. Um, but yeah. So of... we're in Perth now. So those mm -hmm. that don't know, Albany is down south of Perth. What three fifty, four hundred k's? Four hundred k's. Yeah, about a four hour drive. Yep. Yep. Lovely, you know, sheep and wheat belt drive. Actually, no, I, thought it, I thought it was even a bit further than that. Maybe five hours. Depends Depends what sort of car you're in. Depends yeah. if you keep breaking down. Series like. three Land Rover. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> five and a half. Yeah. Mate, um, yeah, so look, I, I just want to tell the folks at home. The other night I got to uh, go and watch one of your performances at the uh, Duke of Ellington. Ah. It's, I won't say yeah. hotel, but it's a, what is it? It's, it's a jazz a, club. Yeah. Technically. What a great place. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. What is it you like about it? Uh, the, probably the intimacy. Yeah, and, sure. and the vibe, like you just, especially being on stage, you just feel so relaxed up there and you kind of just feel like you're playing to your mates. So really, it's really, really good feeling and, and on a world-class stage as well, you know, and that's quite often the hard thing is when you get stages like that, it can be very overwhelming as a performer. But um, Isn't yeah. it funny? Because I mean, I'm in the world of comedy and... The last thing I want silence. He's not very funny. <laughs> I've had too much of it. <laughs> Look, we don't want we don't want a no, bomb. The last no. thing we want is, is people yeah. to be sitting there in silence. But I guess if you're a songwriter and you're writing some really nice tunes and you want people to to really get into the story, it's there's not many places. I mean, I know you play at a hotel and mm. people are on their own agenda. They're talking about the footy or, or Barry down the road or yeah. or something like that. But yeah, yeah you, you get that. No, it's really good as a yeah, and I you know I come from a background of playing in pubs and all that sort of thing, and I love it. I love you know playing to rowdy crowds, but sometimes and you just really want to show people what you know who you are and and what you've been working on, and it's just so nice to have that appreciation of just having them sit there and listen, and you know your mum can come along and listen as well. Why well, <laughs> so don't take your mum to the pubs? No, not anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> she used to pick me up from the pubs, but uh, no. <laughs> Who else picked you up from the pubs, Bill? Oh, we'll leave that for another <laughs> segment. So, um, look, I, I must admit, like, yeah, it was really nice. And one thing about the Ellington is that you did an acoustic show, just you and Brendan Gaspari. Yeah, yeah, my, my brother from another mother. He, he and I have been playing together for oh, about seven years or something. So I love that little line you uh, said, your left hand, right hand Yeah, my man. left hand, right hand man. He's left-handed. So, yeah, my, my left hand, right hand man. So. Yeah. Now there's a bit of history between you two. You've known Brendan for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You live together. We do. We not do. together. Not, but you live we're not together. Together, together yeah. but we live together. Yep. Um, and we've got a relatively big house, so he lives down one end and I'm up the other, which is nice. But 
it's really good. He has a lot to do. With, he, he has a lot to answer for, I suppose, in in my songs and the, you know the the way they end up. Um, he helps a lot uh, creatively with them. So yeah, it's he's really he's very important in my in my life and my musical life, and um, that's why I, I wanted him to come and play with us at the Ellington because. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I, look, I really love the music. Oh, I must say that I, I liked just the simplicity of it. I mean, we come from a day and age where simple chords seems to be almost a thing of the past, but it still just makes for great music. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, at the end of the day, it's, it's your your raw and true honest honesty. You know, it represents who you are. Um, and as amazing as, you know, big production music is, and I love it, uh, sometimes it's just so nice to get straight down to it like that and really feel the emotion. So. Oh, it was great. You could hear every word. <laughs> Did I make you cry? Yeah, always. Or, yeah. Yeah. No, there was dust in the room. <laughs> what? I get teary at NWA. <laughs> straight out of Compton, I'm just bursting it out. <laughs> so, I could never figure out why. Such it's... a sensitive soul. Yeah, just, oh, <laughs> the bros in the hood, I'm just losing it. <laughs> I'm losing my shit. Um, look, tell me about a couple of the songs that you, you actually had on the Ellington thing. Can you tell me a bit mm. about uh, the first song that you played on the night? Yeah, uh, so the first song was um, a song that started off actually quite completely different. So it actually got re um, rebirthed or re-evolved when I went to the studio to Sydney to record um, I wasn't entirely happy with how you know how it was going to come across and I thought no it needs it, something's wrong something needs to be adjusted and um, it came out as you as you heard it at the Ellington and um, absolutely love it so much it's called Spinning um, and I wrote it for a very well about a very good friend of mine who um, uh, is very strong-willed and um, doesn't let anything get in her way. Uh, you know, she's a very powerful woman, and uh, one of her family members got really, really ill um, and almost passed away. Um, and it basically just broke her, you know, broke her world, and everything just kind of stopped. And um, you know, that was hard for her to to grasp, I suppose. Um, but you know, she had a lot of friends and family around, and and um, yeah, he, her, her brother ended up being, uh, he survived and yeah, all, all good. And this song came out for me, so, you know, it might might cut to the bone a little bit for some people, but... Is there um, a particular line in that song that you think almost surmises what the song's trying to encapture? Like, is there a line in it that you can tell me that, you know, this is what the song's about or this is the one that, this is the clincher, this is the one that's going to make oh, me, you know, get all sort of... Well, yeah, I mean, Emotional. yeah, they, I don't know, it's probably more like the, there's the, more like a line in the bridge, you know, and that's about, you know, your friends being there to help and support you, I suppose, and, um, you know, it's my friends that tell me that I'm not on my own, um, and that kind of just helps bind it together, because the song, you know, there's just so much vulnerability in the song, and just so much, you know, heartache and you know almost being lost I suppose and by having that that line in there it kind of brings it brings it in and goes it's okay you know everything's going to be all right and yeah that kind of just helped build the strength back into it so yeah and spinning you mean like 
just the the roller coaster of emotions is that well yeah that that is very good actually yes that's one one of the things but it was um the main line in the chorus you know my world stops spinning um so yeah I just kind of shortened it to spinning so <laughs> um because basically that's what was happening like just the world stops spinning and you've got to kind of regroup and become god i suppose and like put it all back together and that's really but, yeah cool. so but yeah absolutely it's an absolute roller coaster as well so yeah it's just... okay <laughs> now moving along the second song that you yeah. did on that night um i believe it was i should have brought my set list oh, no. <laughs> was it um good plan stan let's yeah, talk about yeah, all the songs on the night drive i believe it was drive. Right. yeah no, now, I, I like this song because yeah. i look for those that don't know bell works at a place, and, and my studios are actually pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. And occasionally, uh, Bell arrives in a, in a what is it, a 1980-something yeah, coaster? Yeah, 1989 Toyota coaster. Yeah, seafoam green. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's actually more of a Have, we got, have you got a photo of it anywhere online? Are we able to Absolutely, find it? Absolutely, yeah. All right, yeah, so, yeah. so check it out. Go on my, yeah, my so Facebook this is page. So this yeah. is it here, Bell. This is the coaster. Yeah, except... Uh, yeah, this one is a good a good picture actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to get one of me on the side of the road broken down or anything. So no. Nah. Well, I don't know. No. <laughs> we, can do, we can do anything here. No, actually, never broken down on me too often. I think once in my whole life I've too had it. So too often. Too often for for a coaster bus, you know, it's um, a lot of people think, oh yeah, they break down all the time, but I've. Yeah, I've only ever had one breakdown, and that's been my own fault. It wasn't my driving abilities. I'm actually a really good driver. Now, you're yeah. a bit of a fan of, of a guy that you've done a bit of touring with in this van. Yeah. And you two yeah. collaborated on this song. Is yep. that correct? Yeah. We um, we actually went down south. We did a tour down, like, Albany and uh, Denmark and a few other places in, in the bus. Yep. And um, I just I love driving once I get in the bus I just want to keep going and, and he was just so impressed this was the first tour that that he'd been on you know over here and um, you know just sort of on his own who are we talking about and, oh yeah Bill Chambers there we go Bill Chambers, Bill Chambers. so <laughs> Casey Chambers's dad um, yeah so he uh, yeah at the end of it he's like oh man you must be stuffed driving and I'm like no I, I actually really like it and then um, we just kind of started writing a song and then it kind of turned into like a bit of a saucy song and it kind of has a little bit more hidden meaning, not between him and I, that's just weird and awkward, um, but, you know, just it's a bit of a saucy song. So, yeah, you just have to listen to it. And, True. Yeah, yeah. So the old bus still going? The old bus no, no, still any going. Any plans for the bus? Are you going to just Oh, I want to give it forever? a good... Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I want to pimp it up and make a good paint <laughs> job and I've been cutting rust out here and there. So but... if there's anyone out there with a big uh, TV company that wants to do a pimp my ride on Bell's yeah, bus... Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. Very good. And moving <laughs> yeah, on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just very quickly, you've got your guitar here, Bell. Yeah. Now, this is a Maton. Yes. It's... What model is it? Uh, which We're going to go with one with the signatures. One with the signatures. Yeah, why not? This one. This is my beautiful, my beautiful uh, uh, EBG um, 808 Maton. I've had this for over 10 years, nearly 15 years, I think. So I actually had um, uh, another Maton before that, uh, um, a 325, I think it was, and I actually traded it in for this one. 
Um, and at the time, it was like two and a half grand or something. So that was a lot for me. And isn't it crazy? Yeah. How yeah. much you can spend on guitars? Yep. We all we all know. Yep. How much you can spend on guitars? Yeah. Been, I got a mate <laughs> yeah. that's obsessed. Just keeps going. <laughs> if it was if it was a model that Eddie Van Halen played, Sean. <laughs> subtle. Yeah. Subtle. So look, yeah. the things covered it. So it plays well. Tell me what are yeah. what are the things about this guitar as opposed to. I don't know, other models or what? what is it? It's yeah. obviously, it looks like it fits. That's right. It's so not too big. That was one of the main reasons why I, I, I wanted this guitar. So a lot of a lot of other, um, or any guitar, basically you've got the dreadnought shape, so they're, they're a lot bigger around the base and depth-wise as well. This is quite uh, narrowish, but it's not too narrow. It's not a thin line guitar or anything. So it's still got a lot of body to it. Um, it's quite rich and, and deep. Um, the other good thing about Matins that I love so much um, is the actual neck. So the, the width of the neck and, and everything is good. It's not too not too thick. Mahogany, um, aren't they? Uh, no, this one's thick as spruce. So no, yeah. top of spruce. Yeah, yeah, uh, probably maho mahogany. I have no neck. idea. I don't know. It's changing <laughs> colour. I should know, but um, it just it's just awesome. So and flame maple. They they do a veneer on the top here. You can see like a flame maple veneer at the top. Yeah. And uh, yeah, mahogany neck, and it looks like. <laughs> Trying to pick the sides. Yeah, that's probably. And the back. Oh, I should know all these things, but I don't. Yeah. You yeah. guys know. Look yeah. it up. Look it up. Look it up. It's really awesome. But um, that's the. We're not here. We're not here to talk too techy about guitars. No. This thing. How long you had it for, Bill? So yeah, so nearly fifteen years. Fifteen years. Nearly. Yeah. And it's starting to get a bit of wear. You can see here where you've been yeah. playing through. It's wearing in. Yeah, got the got the pick guard. Uh, Beautiful. The, yeah, pick marks and everything on it, so good old Getting a bit of wear marks. in the back of the neck yet? Yeah, a, bit, a little bit of wear. Um, actually, right up here as well, you can see I've had all my rings and everything on there, but I used to wear thumb rings. Right up the, see, right up the neck, she's obviously been cut and loose. Bit of Mate, shredding. Shredding, a bit shredding of shredding like going crazy on. Going there. I've <laughs> even got the, uh, one thing I love about this is the, and it will eventually become a bit of a problem, is the, the fret wire, the fret wire you can see there. Oh, right. The, I don't know if you can kind of see. So for those right. listening on the on the podcast side of things, yeah, the the yeah. fretware is pretty common. Uh, frets do wear out; they don't last forever. And uh, yeah, if you're someone who's got a heavy hand <laughs> and uh, likes to bend a few strings and carry on, you tend to mow through frets pretty quickly. But yeah, uh, yeah she's a good old girl. Now you've awesome. it's covered in signatures. Like, yeah. let's talk about some of those. Obviously, Bill Chambers, who we talked about before. And uh, yeah, pretty proud dad of young Casey Chambers, Ariel award-winning country music yeah, artist. Yeah, yep, yep. He's, so we all uh, know who that is. He's and, a good guy. He actually, he was a bit like, he's like, oh, you want me to sign the front? Oh, God. I actually, my very first, um, my very first signatures were, I supported the Waifs in 2008 at the Union of Soul tour. So and, all these um, signatures that are on your guitar are supports? Correct, yeah. That you've done? I don't just take this along to gigs and, so and go, can you sign my guitar? <laughs> <laughs> take it to all the concerts of the Perth Arena. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I, I just got I it. do. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's another story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the first the first ones to sign my, my guitar was Josh Cunningham from The Waifs. He was... He's my guitar god, um, and so he, he actually sort of said, you, you you want me to sign the front? He was a bit put out, or not put out, but he was a bit surprised that he wanted me to sign the face, so, what's, so he did what's, that. Just out of curiosity, what's your favourite bit of guitar work that Josh has done for oh, the waves? I, You're going to say, oh, is this what I'm thinking? Oh, no, there's lots. There's so many. I you don't can't know. pick one? Uh, well, 
See, it's not always about how fast. It's about the prettiness. De I don't know. Dexterity. No, well, I'm yeah, yeah. It's I was thinking it's probably lighthouse for me. Well, I was gonna say lighthouse, lighthouse, and London Steel. There's some pretty yeah, sweet that's fruit really in nice. That, yeah. So. Um, so if you haven't heard much of the wave, so if someone's watching this, yeah. it's just tuning into us accidentally because yeah. I don't know how you found us, but, but you did. yeah, the waves, um, great WA band. Yeah, well they're actually from my hometown, Albany, so yeah, that's kind of I guess where I've found the love for them, and then they've influenced me a lot, you know, over over many many years, and they still do, um, and they're still going, which is great. So would yeah. it be fair to say, Bill, that your music is influenced like? Where you're from in, in Albany, mm. WA, mm. do you find that there's a particular flavour of music that's down there? That, yeah. That, that, like, you could almost go watch someone that you may not have necessarily seen before, but there's something in the back of your mind saying, hang on a minute, they sound like they're from Albany, WA. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, um, you know, not so, maybe not so much as much anymore, but definitely, say, 10 years ago, yep. you know, it's very kind of surf blues influence down in Albany. I mean, it's a big surfing scene as it is, but um, yeah, very folky, folky surf rock, I suppose. Um, my first main band that I was in was called the Flaming Sheilas. And we, uh, actually, Les Karski from Bondi Cigars, he actually named us. So um, yeah, so that's kind of a really cool Flaming Sheilas, but that was very much like you know. Kind of sounds like your name by Alf Stewart from. Uh, I know we, we used to get that, and we used to play on it <laughs> so so much. But that was very like surfy kind of music, and um, yeah, kind of very heavily influenced on the waves, which was cool. So, um, Bill, there's yeah, a, there's a few. Yeah, more. so there's Let's, more. Yeah, so there's, we've got obviously so Josh, uh, Bill Chambers. We've also got the rest of the waves here, keyboards. Um, uh, Vicky Donna, Ben. David, uh, on this the, one's cool. Yeah, this is uh, that's a really cool singing. That one, I think, is the trumpet player. I can't remember her name from Claire, but no, from Toby. Yep. Sorry, uh, and then we do have Toby as well. Toby. So the trumpet player from Code Red. Yeah. Well, band, well no, no, she from that still plays with Toby. So she okay. probably was with Code Red as well when back when she was Code Red. Yep. Um, and then we've got um, John Butler. I was kind of being faded off by my belly button, um, and his keys player and drummers and uh, basically all his band. Cool. Um, and then we've got uh, we've got Claire Bowditch somewhere. So where did you support John Butler at? Uh, that was at the Union of Soul tour in Denmark. Yep. Yep. Um, Two thousand eight. Which venue down in Denmark? I think it was Madfish Winery. I think yes. that's what it used to be called. Yep. Uh, might still be called, but beautiful big auditorium. Well, I hear yeah. a story. Well, I haven't been Denmark for a while, and I've played down at the. There was remember the little cafe in Denmark, and everyone yeah. knows about it. Yeah. That was the best place. Yeah. We get in. Stuff. I can't remember the lady that ran the place, but she was a gem. Yeah. And I was playing through there one day, and I just started playing. She goes, oh, and I end up drifting into a bit of comedy. I know the place. Like obviously, cracking up, thinking I'm a bit of a dickhead, because <laughs> uh, they were used to getting sort of a lot of just music through, and they very rarely had mm. someone come through that. And I was like a fish out of water. I'm doing blokey sort of uh, glow yep. shirt wearing sort of pub <laughs> type humour down at a really nice arty sort of folky place. But look, they were really lovely and well looked so after good. me. And then met friends that I still, whenever I call by, I drop in to see. And yeah. yeah, well, there's some brilliant venues like we just did, um, or not just did, but a few years ago when Bill, when we did the tour, we did the Butter Factory, which is actually like an art museum, but 
was kind of converted for the first time on that gig. That was another cherry popping gig. Um, into <laughs> How many times can you actually pop your cherry? Mate, as many as you want. <laughs> new day. Every every day shares new things. Groundhog yeah, day. That's it. It's awesome. Oh, but yeah, anyway, yeah. So we've got yeah, Adelita from Magic Dirt. Um, ah, cool. Yeah, there we go. So, um, Warren. Yeah. Warren. Oh, Libby. There you go. That's the trumpet player, Libby. Libby. <laughs> so that one was Claire Bowditch. Sorry, Claire, if she ever happens to stumble across this. Um, yeah, so that's... So it's been so around. One, There's yeah. been history there. So I name all my guitars. Um, I was just about to ask that. Were you? Sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I was just but, about to ask that. Yep. He, yeah. firstly, he or she? She. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is a she. I've never known um, anyone actually to call a guitar a guy's name. I've got, I've got one he, which was actually my very first acoustic. Um, I bought when I was in high school, and that name is... Um, no, no, sorry. That was that's that's a girl. Her name. Her name. Oh no, it is a boy. Sammy. Yeah, Sammy. <laughs> I've got so many guitars, I forget who's who. <laughs> the guitar's androgynous. Sammy. It could be. Yeah, it's both. Let's just go both. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> no, this one is. Uh, yes. This one is Gwen. So, but it's spelt G W N N. So the reason was when I got to this guitar. I just couldn't, like a name wasn't coming to me, and I was, uh, so it ended up being Guitar With No Name, and then ah, Guitar With No Name is Gwen, very good. so yeah, so, and this is Gwen, and she is my main workhorse, and um, yeah, sounds incredible, and massive, and big, and beautiful. Excellent. Yeah. Give us a few notes. Give us oh, something. Oh, Sonic Tune. Sonic Tune. Good. So it's still got a little bit of bass there. Yeah, yeah, and, it's uh, Yeah, probably need some new strings. <laughs> they do. Yeah, there's. You bought along another guitar today. I do. Yes, I did. I did. This one is a relatively uh, new model by Mayton as well. Um, Joe and I were just talking about it before. We're both, you know, fans of the more natural guitars because they age well. Uh, they look cool when they're dinged up and all that sort of thing. Um, but I fell in love with this guitar straight away. I walked into the shop and I started actually getting a little bit um, possessive when other people were, were playing it. Because <laughs> I was like, put, your hand, put that down, so, that's my so guitar. For the, those that don't know, Bell works in a music shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this so, thing was hanging in the shop. Yep. And yep. whenever someone would go near it, Bell would be like, yeah, yeah. look look at this guitar. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 that. yeah, that's right. Yeah, on the other <laughs> side of the wall, you'll have some other guitars. Yeah. We've got some really yeah. nice Ashtons <laughs> yeah, over, yeah. over here, which are far cheaper. Yeah. Very um, nice, very yeah, nice. Yeah, so it's gorgeous. So it's a satin finish, um, uh, for those that can't see, it's a satin finish, tobacco burst, um, EST60 uh, Maton. So um, it's, it's basically not... It's kind of got the, the, the body size of a, a normal guitar, like in regards to the shape, but it's so not... those that want to get technical, it's actually what they call a dreadnought shape. Yeah, dreadnought shape, but the depth of it is actually in between the one I was just showing, the 808, and a dreadnought. So it's not quite as deep the, as a dreadnought. Yeah. So what that means is when I'm playing, I'm not feeling like my, my shoulder's getting all over here and everything, so I can play it nice and you know close to me as well. But it's still got a lot of depth to it again. Um, in the sound and everything, so yeah, um, this is gorgeous, and it's it's kind of my my photo shoot slash 
um, nice gig kind of guitar. So uh, I brought it along because I played this at the Ellington. I, I did have Gwen with me as well. You've got one up on me. You've got a guitar that you use for photo shoots you actually play. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't. Well, I've actually, yeah, I've just done a photo shoot with neither of these I've two, got three so. guitars, but I never play, but they always come out for photo, just to justify yeah. having them. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, well, I've got one as well for that, but that's another story. Um, uh, yeah, so it's great. I normally actually use this one... I do. I write a lot of songs um, in a whole step down. Yep. So I actually set this guitar up um, to to play a whole step down. So I normally use that for for this one for that, and then Gwen will be like my normal standard tuning sort of guitar. So I noticed the other night you you played a a song. It was in minors. Yeah. 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 That guitar just sounded great. What, yeah. What, what was that song? Uh, that was um, Dark Shadows. Yes. Yeah, that's actually, a lot of people really love that song, so it's really good. And that's, um, that was inspired, I was in a bit of a funny spot, I guess, with my music. Like, I, I wasn't really sure, I wasn't feeling positive about where I was going and, and, you know, if I was good enough and all that sort of thing and having doubts about myself and my music. And it was right before... Um, Bill and I had started recording and he pretty much said, you know, like, I want to produce your album and all that sort of thing. So, um, and he basically picked me up and sort of, you know, assured me that my songs are good and it's going to be a great album and all that sort of thing. So even though the songs are, you know, it's in minor key and it's kind of sounds a bit dark, if you listen to the words, it's actually about having, you know, the belief and, and support behind you and, um, yeah, just sort of being a bit more sure about yourself and understanding, so yeah. I so remember, it's called I remember you saying that, it, yeah, it was a minor and you do associate minor songs with yeah. almost depressive dark songs, but yeah. it's actually quite yeah. positive and yeah. so it kind uplifting. Of, it makes it sound like a um, like an old time, like maybe old, I don't know, like bluesy's not the right word, but yeah, just kind of an old timer song. Um, yeah, but with a, with a positive moral, I suppose, and um, yeah, just... Just pulling you through, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Now this one, just to compare the sound, compared to the other mate. Now is would you say it's yeah. more bright? Yeah. Well, probably because it's got newer strings on. <laughs> no, but it does have like has a little bit more depth to it, and I don't have it tuned down a whole step at the moment. Um, but when it is tuned down, it sounds a lot deeper and um, yeah, just kind of a bit more bolder. It's a lot more similar to something like a, a Gibson, like a like a J forty five or something. To me, that's it. Kind of has a little bit more of that sort of a sound. So that guitar that Brendan was playing the other night was that a jumbo? Yeah, from so memory. That, yeah, yeah, that was a uh, J two hundred. Yeah, very yeah, nice. Beautiful guitar. So yeah, <laughs> very nice. Very very good. And these two look good together. So that was yeah. another reason why I played this one. So has, has Brendan named his? We'll have to get Brendan on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have yeah. to get Brendan on and yep. see if he names his guitar. But yeah. has he named his guitar? Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, he's named his. His is called... Now, he's got two... I think that one's called Noel. Noel. Yeah, Noel. From Noel, Noel Gallagher, I think. Yeah. Right. And he's got another, he's got another one, which is called Harrison. George Harrison, he's a bit of a right. Beatle fan. Don't so. say too much more because yeah. we'll have to get Brennan on. And, yeah, that's uh, it. Let him, give me an insight. Yeah, yeah, so stay tuned for a later show where uh, we get Noel on Harrison. Yeah, that's it. Sounds like one of my favourite characters on, on The Mighty Bush. Yeah. That's Tony Harrison. <laughs> it's an outrage! Anyway, so, uh, Bill, we're, we're going to wrap it up. But tell yeah. me, um, those last couple of songs that you did on the night, Yep. 
I loved them. I was, I was blown away. I really got into it. Oh, cool. Thank uh, you. Just to tell the story, I sat down, my dad was watching it as well with a cup of tea. And he goes, Oh, this is pretty good. You know, where's she from? <laughs> Expecting, you know, like. Well, it's funny how people don't associate if they're in your backyard, you know, like yeah. they, they expect sort of good music to come from far away. Yeah. But there's so much here. Yeah, it's good. And, it, and there needs to be more of it. So, yeah, keep, keep doing, you know, these awesome events and everything and you know so there was a, the other song was bridges 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 burn. burn bridges burn which is good i mean everyone needs a good heartbreak song on their album and you know that old that whole you know i don't know from last where but you know i fucked up and all that sort of thing so it's like you just got to be raw and, and just no pussyfooting around and that's pretty much what that song's about it's like we all make mistakes uh let's move on and you know I'll try not to do it again. <laughs> yeah, you've got a. So. You're recording at the moment, true? Yep, yep. With so, uh, Scudley Records. I've just yeah, I just finished doing. A, uh, we just recorded a an acoustic, like a live acoustic track, which is going to be a bonus track on the album, hopefully. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's going to be released very soon. And the rest was recorded over east. Yep, yeah, at Music Cellar uh, Studios in Sydney. Yep. With Jeff McCormack, um, and yeah, obviously Bill. Uh, producing and playing on it as well. Uh, Michael Mitchell on mm. guitar and Paul Novacell on drums. Beautiful. Yeah, plus a few other guys doing bits and pieces here and there. So yeah. Yep. And the last song on the on the night was the last song was Circle. Yes. And that was probably the, I think the first song that Brendan and I wrote together. So I I just like to chuck that one in there sometimes because it's good fun and it just reminds Brendan and I, you know, where we came from and. You know, you can definitely hear the difference in, you know, the maturity of my songs now compared to back then. But it's just, it's a cool song and it's good fun. So, so I believe that there's a DVD of the set that you did at the Ellington to look yes. out for very shortly. Yep. It's out there. Yep. Look up Bell Harvey on yep. Facebook. Go check it out. Make sure that you you see that. You can actually, look, Bell, is there any chance of getting one of the songs on the show so the guys can see you in action? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. We'll figure out which one. <laughs> and uh, here's Bell live at the Ellington. Yeah, cool. Check it out. Thanks. <laughs> Last night I had a dream that you had awakened 
absolutely awesome um, yeah now you see what we mean about the Ellington and look great job thank you that just come across yeah. so nice and it was just yeah really sweet it was to great, listen to it was a great night it was, it was a good night so that you've got that with all the other songs on it mm -hmm. as a uh, full length DVD plus a yep. little bit of other stuff on it yep maybe this show maybe Boom. and uh, yeah mate <laughs> what gigs coming up Yes, yeah, we do, you know, I've always got gigs coming up, so maybe just probably easiest rather than me rattling them all off is just check out on my website, um, which is just www.bellharveymusic.com. All the gigs will be on there, or my Facebook, which is just Bell Harvey Music. You'll find it. Get on it, get to my gig, buy the DVD, buy CDs, have a beer. <laughs> awesome. Bell, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for popping your cherry on oh. the... Uh... Me Thank and my you. guitar. Thanks for asking me. <laughs> See you, mate. Bill Harvey, everybody. Get on her. She's fantastic. And make sure you check out live music in Perth. Thank you for watching or listening to the very first edition Woo. of Between Two Stacks. Bye. Bye now. It's Between